Welcome to Wednesday Comics. Brought to you by RootsOfTheSwampThing.com and Supercon 2018, Return of the Con. Keep turning those pages. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, we got Goose himself. Alex, how you doing? Meow. And <laughs> across from me, we have Nick Fury himself. Garrett, how you doing? Got my eye on you. <laughs> and I am uh, Colson's hair plugs himself. Marvin, how are we doing? <laughs> uh, it's Wednesday Comics podcast. That was good. We're reviewing the comic books that came out this week. Uh, Alex, what day? Uh, three six and 2019. Also talking about a reveal Captain Marvel at the end of the show. So stick around for that if you've seen that movie this week or if you're still on the fence to decide whether or not you're going to go see it. But before we get there, a uh, little follow-up from last week. We talked about uh, Suicide Squad 2 last week. James Gunn's written and directed uh, debut of the DCU. Um, and we did, at last week, Will Smith he said he was going to do that shot. Not enough time. He's got some YouTube obligations. I don't know what he's doing. Um, uh, uh, becoming the genie. He took it full. He's doing uh, Method. He's going to be stuck in a lamp for a couple of years. So uh, they were like, okay. So at last week, we assumed they just would move on with different characters. But this week, it was announced that Idris Elba will be recast as Deadshot and will be replacing Will Smith, which brings up a couple of questions for me. One. So they decided just to recast him, even though there's a million other people they could have put on the Suicide Squad. I feel like the script was already written, and like they assumed he was coming back, and then he didn't, and then they're like, well, fuck it, we need it. Well, put somebody else no, in so there. So you can put in a different character, in, couldn't you? I suppose unless someone calls him, hey, Deadshot, or hey, DS. What or do you mean? Just change it up? Yeah. It could be Deathstroke? All I care. But I just saw, I mean, he's a great actor. Control It'd be cool F- to see him as Deadshot. Find and replace Deadshot. <laughs> he, you know, the thing is, I think I think he's a great actor. That that man can do all sorts of things. Uh, my favorite, Shere Khan, of course, from uh, Jungle Book. But I feel like I almost wanted him to be, a, I wanted him to be Jon Stewart. I think he would have made a much better John Stewart. That's than, assuming they would ever do Jon Stewart. They are doing Jon Stewart. That's an option. That's going to be Will Smith. That's an option. When's that, that movie coming out? <laughs> 2020. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. No, 2022 <laughs> or something like that. Okay. Um... Yeah, I, I see what Alex is saying. Now he's uh, now he's in a lesser role, we'll say, because that character, like, he doesn't show up in... He's not going to get his own movie. No. Whereas John Lantern, good chance. But John Lantern? In, uh, John Lantern, yeah. That's <laughs> what if I you're call. in a James Gunn, I'm like, like Guardians-type-esque movie, that's pretty... I bet he was like, hell yeah. I bet a lot of people want to work with James Gunn. No, and I agree. And I, I realize Deadshot 1 doesn't necessarily have to be a bad guy. So it just feels like he's typecast a lot as the bad guy for Hobbs and Shaw or whatever Fast and Furious movie that was. He's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gunslinger's good guy, right? What? Gunslinger, the character oh, from Dark from Tower. Dark Tower. He's a good I mean, guy, right? I mean, Ish. Oh, uh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's on the good side. So, I mean, it, it's... He gets, I know, he's Shere Khan, a bad guy. The, he's also Hemdel, he's the, a good guy. The mean commander from Pacific Rim. Kind of a dick, so I kind of moved around. But also a guy. good guy. He's a good guy, I suppose. So. You see the, uh, speaking of uh, Suicide Squad 2 and the characters, uh, the list of supposedly what who's going to be in the movie, character-wise, yeah, not actor-wise. Like I'll say man. yeah or nay to it. I got it right here. Quit the lead. I've got the okay. lead right here. You just asked us if we knew, and then yeah, fucking... yes or no. I didn't say who is it. You didn't say yes or no question. <laughs> I said <laughs> King Shark. Yes. 
which Alex last week said he better be in it, and there he is. Uh, the Rat Catcher. Ooh, from God, that's a good one. And mm-hmm. Polka Dock Man. That sounds horrible. From Batman's Rogue Gallery. <laughs> the Peacemaker. Um, Who's that? The Peacemaker? Yeah. Well, a lot first of he makes peace? I don't know. He is a guy. Here we go. I'm the peacekeeper. I'll kill to keep the peace. He's a guy who loves peace so much he'll kill for it. Nice. Respect. Uh, supposedly, the rumor is that Dave Bautista is doing the peacemaker role. Hmm. Um, I think that's it, right? And then the Deadshot returning, obviously, and uh, Harley, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I said. I've heard rumors that Harley might be coming back now. When at first it was like, she's not. Mm. So we'll see. I mean, these characters obviously are more... So that's the thing with Suicide so Squad. There, there, what, there's five? Yeah. Five, six, including Harley, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Um, these characters. So when I, Suicide Squad 1 came out, when I saw the characters, I was like, cool, but they're all like really dark and gritty characters. Like part of the, at least for me, part of the joy of any of those kind of like Thunderbolts, Suicide Squad, and Secret Six is the very uh, weird, like C level characters. You're like, who the fuck's this guy? And then he becomes your favorite character. So that list there excites me more than the last one did. Because the last one was like, okay, Killer Croc. Yeah. yeah. Who gets right. <laughs> I, I would rather see Polkadoc, man, to be like, uh, I don't know, like, what's this guy going to be up to? It's going to be funny rather than uh, Killer Croc. Is Polkadot Man like Spot from Marvel where he does little teleporting things? Or does he just decorate I don't believe so. Me, I can read the... Uh, Is he a cake maker? Let me read his wiki for you here. What do you think, Alex? King Butcher Shark? Candle maker? Uh, King Shark, I'm all for that. It makes me super excited. Uh, hopefully, they let him talk. I hope he's not just... I want him to actually be able to you know, voice his opinion on something or hate everything. I would imagine, that, yeah, he would speak. They wouldn't just put him in there. I but brute. I'm he surprised. speaks in the Flash show. He speaks in that show. So. I'm surprised that they're going to have like two big guns because Dave Batista is a big guy. So like if he's going to play polka dot or peacemaker. I mean, that's two big dudes. Usually you have like one heavy hitter, like killer croc was probably for suicide squad. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it depends how big yeah. you're going to make King shark. I imagine he's got to be 10 feet tall. Oh, he's going to be thick. I mean, he's going to be big boy. Polka dot man. Cool. His uh, power is that he can take the polka polka dots off his suit and then become weapons. Oh, damn. Flying buzzsaw, flying saucer, sun dot, bubble dot, fist dot, hole dot. The hole dot actually seems like uh, spot. what you were talking about. So he takes them off and they become weapons. Yeah, that's damn. neat. I mean, it's weird, but it's Here's neat. how he looks like. Yeah. Wow, he's, he looks horrible. <laughs> Not <laughs> I, even I like, hope he looks exactly like that in the movie, too. <laughs> tacky mask. Everyone thinks he's a joke. Then he takes out a buzzsaw and hmm. peacemaker kills to keep the peace. Yeah. King Shark. You know he loves peace so much. He'll kill for it. That's right. So, uh... I mean, I'm interested. I, I'm, I, hey, for I, James Gunn, that seems like a perfect... Yeah, yeah right. I mean, he'll, if there's, like, lesser-known characters, he'll make them popular. So If far. it was the same group as last time, I would be like, eh, like, I like that he's going weird and, like, who the hell is this guy? Like, how's that going to work? I want to see Zebra Man, also from <laughs> Batman. Oh, that's right. Ratcatcher's going to be on this. Uh, he's probably the one I'm least excited to see. It's just weird. I think he'll, I think he'll yeah. be your favorite that you see, though. You're like, holy crap, he is so fucking. Crazy. I mean, it all depends on casting, right? If they don't put the person in that costume that can do it, like yeah. King Shark, they cast him wrong. It's not going to work. Yeah. Um, I'm, still hold, I'm still holding out on Guppy. He shows up possibly, and we got to we got ourselves a movie. You know, they're not related, though. I know it's Sturge, King Sturgeon, but maybe a cameo. They meet up. He just picks up Guppy. Where's your father? Maybe we get a cameo. King Shark and Aquaman going at it. And then that's how he gets put into jail. So Orca show. show, You know what? I am super amped for this. 
just got to see who gets who it's in what. a lot better hands than it was Who's the what, first what? one was. Um, also got that second trailer for Shazam. I did. I saw it when we saw um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. It, I, I'm excited for that movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really good. Um, I think that it being a new, I mean, I don't think New Line Cinema has done any DC work. So I think being a different uh, company taken on, like a DC character might help. Um, I know it's going to be like a Warner Brothers subsidiary or whatever. But yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that's just Warner Brothers. But yeah, but it's like, I don't know. I'm pretty it sure New looks, Line went out of business and Warner Brothers bought them. But I'm pretty sure Jeff Johns helped write that script for that yeah, movie. Yeah, he did. So, that, so I just know it's in good hands that the way. The first one that he helped with was Aquaman, and then he did this one, and he's doing the Green Lantern one. Okay. And Wonder Woman 84. Right. So. See, this one, when I saw the second, and the first preview was fine, but the second time I watched, or when I see the second preview, I'm like, holy crap, this movie does look right. like it could be legitimately good. Um, I like the idea that he may talk, he may bring up a character, Batman, I'm Batman, and things like, I mean, there's things that I'm excited to see in this movie uh, that I believe they will have done a better job making it more lighthearted, not so uh, teeth on the grindstone, and I'm just... I. I don't know. I'm, I, I actually am very pumped to go see this one. Uh, we'll see. I'm a little nervous because both trailers uh, seem very much alike, which in the past, that can either mean they're holding back from the movie or it can mean that's all the movie. So I don't yeah, know. So like we'll see. More of a comedy. I'll though. wait for these movies now. Can't get too excited anymore. That's true. For DC. Every single trailer looks rough. good. They're good trailers. And then when you get there, oh, buddy, strap in. So we'll see. But Shazam actually. So um, what's his name? The main actor? Zach? The main actor playing Billy Levi? Batson? Yeah. Um, Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi. Yeah. Uh, he's good as a choice for Shazam. Uh, we're getting a lot of Shazam recently in comics, not only in his own book, but also showing up in other things. Uh, Doomsday Clock, for instance. We'll talk about that later. I, um, yeah, let's just do Doomsday Clock. What am I saying to other books? Yeah, you're right. But uh, I do like that he's kind of coming back into the DC universe, not only in the comics, but in in the uh, movies too. So, be good. We'll see it. Wednesday Comics, we're reviewing some podcasts here. Podcasts? Comics. Why do I always say that? Because it's easy. Because I never say Wednesday. If I don't say Wednesday Comics podcast, then I put it somewhere else. That's where my brain works. Mm. First up, speaking of Doomsday Clock, this is Doomsday Clock number nine. Yep. By Gary Frank and Jeff Johns. This is... Uh, we're in the last third here, boys, and it is ramping up. And this issue, buddy, that thing ramps up to ten. And two things I want to say first off, when we um, before we get started, this I think this is the first issue. Correct me if I'm wrong. That does not have nine panel grids the whole time. Uh, like, no. I mean, it does or does not. This is the first one that does not. Like, yeah, it does not. There's like it changed. Spreads, yeah, it changed in this one. They were spread. Yeah, two page right. spreads, or they had like two panels, and then it would be like a spread. So I think that's more like since, I don't know, I might be reading too much into this, but you know how, in this issue, Dr. Manhattan, it's basically Dr. Manhattan versus DC Universe and uh, Justice League, but everybody. Unlimited. Um, unlimited. And there's a point in which they he cuts off communication, so he can't see the future or the past anymore, and he's more just a superpower guy instead of being all seen. And I think maybe since then, like they, the panel switched because he's not in control anymore. Oh yeah. So that's that what I read cool. it as being like, oh, now it's the DC like usual style. It's not the Watchmen style anymore, and it kind of switched. But um, so we get that. We get the uh, actually two to three pages of just silent them going, going to Mars. Man. That two page spread of the Justice League coming upon Doctor Manhattan 
some of the best art I've seen in such a long I'm time. I'm going to guess that's what took forever for this book. Gary oh, Frank drawing those scenes. Because mm-hmm. he's very heavy in this issue, and so I'm guessing that's the delay was, that he had so much work to do in this issue. Worth the wait, then, because oh, this, yeah. this book looked oh. spectacular. Even when you see you know, the 50 characters that he had to draw in that two-page spread when they get to his hideout or to his uh, golden clock castle, whatever he makes, they, they don't all have dot, dot, smiley face. I know. I was just going to bring that up, too. <laughs> I call it the Manhattan Tower. What do you think? It's, it's pretty sure. close, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably one of my favorite issues because, like, we've had a little bit of DC mixed in with the Watchmen, nothing really full-on, like, crossing over. Um, but now we're all in for the last four issues, you know, having all the characters meet up. Um, it is a little against... Uh, I don't know if I would have sent everybody. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. They're like, Bruce send, is still back there. Yeah, Bruce. They're like, send everybody we have. Well, I guess Wonder Woman, Superman, and Bruce are still behind. Well, Superman's yeah. unconscious. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman's trying to t- talk peace with everybody. Uh, Bruce just ripped off his eye pants that he's wearing. He also got a, a scratch. And uh, isn't Rorschach still there? He's You see what you want to see? Yeah, he's like against the wall. Yeah, sure. Like defeated. Yeah, the world, everybody leaves and we leave Rorschach <laughs> hey, in charge of Hey, you know what? But it actually, it comes to play. So part of this is, and we'll go to the end real quick to reveal the twist is that Black Adam, like it's all his plan to now make a move that everybody's gone. Like everybody's gone, stuck on Mars fighting Dr. Man. They're distracted by that. And he's using this opportunity for him to make the meta humans take over because he, you know, they're the whole, the whole series has been about how the metas and the humans aren't getting along and he's made the sanctuary for the metas. And now that all people that could stop him are gone, now is his chance to make a move, right? Him, Ozymandias, Dr. Manhattan, have all been these players in this game. We've been trying to figure out, like, what's the plan here? Who's in charge? Who's the guy? And for the longest time, we were like, Dr. Manhattan, he's the guy. Uh, he's been trying to kill Superman because the last thing he see, he saw was Superman killing him, trying to kill him. So it's been his goal to be like, no, get rid of him. He uh, changed the DC Universe by not making Alan Scott the Green Lantern, which after a certain point, makes the DC Universe cease to exist because all he saw was black past a certain point. Uh, there's no mortal legion uh, that saves the world when the sun tries to blow up. A uh, member of the legion. Um, so Well, you know, so in Rebirth, it, when they forgot their memories and their identities and stuff, there's that too because since Alan Scott never became Green Lantern, the JSA didn't have that member, and I don't know how much of a ripple yeah, effect that's that why whole team. At the beginning, but. we have, um, God, what's his name? Lightning? Lightning Lad? Yeah. He's like, he can't, re- he's having a hard time remembering Stargirl, too. Like, they're having a hard time remembering because Dr. Manhattan changed it, uh, the future, to try and see, just messing around with it, it seems like, at first being like, kind of like a kid playing with his toys, being like, what's going to happen if I do this? And now he sees Superman's going to come after him, and so that's been his goal, is being to stop Superman from doing that. Also, we have Osmantius, who seems like he, I don't know what his end goal is, maybe just to get Dr. Manhattan back, I guess is what he said, but I don't think it's really what he wants to do. Uh, that's still, I think, in limbo. We're not sure there. And then we have now Black Adam taking over. Now he's got a shot. So Now he's got a shot. What do you, th- what do you think, uh, for a character that I thought the whole time, because he's been an anti-hero before, or he's been a bad guy villain, Black Adam, he can go either way. Uh, now that's revealed that he actually is like the bad guy, he's been playing up the anti-hero the whole time. He's the master thinker right now. <laughs> what do we think Black Adam is going to be one of the main villains in this thing? We call uh, him Simon Gruber. 
He get that's a uh, with the vengeance. By the way, Die Hard with the vengeance. If you don't get the reference, uh, you could go steal the banks or anything you want to do because everyone's off doing other things other than John McClane, uh, Bruce, Wonder uh, Woman, <laughs> Wonder Woman, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Oh, well, who showed up at? I forgot. And Wonder Woman, who showed up at the end? It was them. It was Black Adam. Oh, yes, right. Black, Black Adam. Adam and, what's the uh, giant lady's name? Oh, that's not Cheetah. Gigantor or yeah. Gigantar? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think like. Okay, I think we've seen that storyline before. I can't remember what book it is where you get all of them to leave and then they take over. Um, I don't know what that is. But, I mean, it's one of those things that it, it, I think if I, I've seen it in other movies. I've seen it maybe in other books, not necessarily DC, where heroes go away and the bad guys kind of sink in go, yeah, okay, now this is our place to play. Um, you get Lex Luthor showing up in this talking to Lois where yeah. how did he get into the Hall of Justice where an unconscious Superman in a coma is not necessarily rusting, but I'm assuming healing mm-hmm. after taking a face full of firestorm to the face. All right. Yeah. That part was really good just because like, you know how much animosity is between Superman, Lois and Lex. Um, but Lex was kind of like, Hey, I know what's going on. If you listen to me, I'll help you. Like, I'm not trying to kill Superman. I mean, yes, it was enjoyable to see him get hurt, but yeah. I'm not, that's not my goal right now. I want to be the one to kill him, not someone else yeah. do the dirty work for me. Right. More importantly, <clears throat> Lois, shoot him in the head. He's gone. Well, she looked like she's ready to. Uh, not one more. It, it, this, uh, this is actually probably my second favorite issue. The issue with um, Mime and Marionette. Marionette was still my favorite uh, issue of yeah. this series. I think this is like hitting closer to the climax. Yeah. Like, you know, We've seen what happens with Dr. Manhattan Rorschach, you know, we're like, holy fuck, he just snap you out of existence. Um, so to see, like, but what's kind of like that iron, that irony is like, we're seeing all these DC heroes like, who's this fucking chump? Yeah. And we're all just like terrified. Like, he could literally kill you he on whim, all right on a will. Yeah, question here. Why does the question go to Mars like he's going to help? <laughs> what's he going to do? I don't know. Maybe to talk some sense. I don't know. Uh, maybe the strategist, I guess. Yeah. But I guess they don't know who they're going against. So. Yeah, so, well, that's right. the thing is even Deathstroke. They have no idea like who they're running up against. They're just going to go fight and. But literally, everybody goes. Tom Strong is here. We have Robot Man goes to Swamp Thing. Like, what's he going to do? On Isn't Mars? the Middleman going in there too? Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw them here and here's Steel. Steel might. I guess he might have a chance. Dead Man. You know what's weird though is like, you know, I think everybody realizes since Rebirth. Green Arrow. What's he going to do? Shoot an arrow. Here's my boxing glove. They really? all know that something's <laughs> missing from their timelines. They know yeah. something's fucked up. And I think probably Superman. Mr. Miracle's on here. Barda. Yeah. I saw them in the background. Like told them like, hey, uh, you know, like with Wally or like with Superman and his dad, like being taken out of crisis. time. Yeah. Anytime See? it says crisis. Dr. Manhattan, nine panel. And also me. So in, in that nine panel thing where he's looking <clears> at things, you saw the one where the ring was obliterated from his hand. Right. From Alan Alan Scott. Was that his name? No, that was a Legion no, ring. That was a Legion ring. Okay. So he pushes the lantern away so that Alan wouldn't touch it, which makes a ripple effect. So down the line, like the DC universe ceases at a certain point. So there's never been a Legion. Like okay. that hero never exists. So um, he's just, at that point, he's just playing around. Because this, I mean, if you got that power, wouldn't you try? Because admittedly, I, I think that's what I enjoyed about this. Like I would kill you and see what happens. I, shut up. <laughs> is that that i don't know most of these things actually he's talking about in the beginning i was like okay that's interesting but what does this have to do anything it's nice to get that nice feedback from things long ago that have been established or that have happened uh that makes it even more interesting that jeff johns is putting that much effort into the story uh and as like we said gary frank's art is 
on above par. He's gotten he's getting albatrosses. This issue them. especially, he's really great. Um, the coloring is great, and the whole issue I think is fantastic. It is. They pack so much in, like some of Firestorm's origins, and like not knowing that the professor like you just lost him me. Out. So. You just lost me here for two minutes because I was looking up to see. I thought there was something at the end that I wanted to bring up, but and then I just started just looking at the pictures, and I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then I came back, and you guys were still talking. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it was a great issue. Like I, I think I heard one of you guys say, it, it is ramping up. We're getting to the climax. The thing is, is like we've been. Uh, Jeff Johns has been saying since the beginning that this story is really important. Something's going to happen to change a bunch of things. Uh, probably bring, bring back JSA. Probably bring back Legion. Probably yeah. a Legion book. Uh, maybe bring back I don't know how much involved with Heroes in Crisis it will be if not or anything uh, maybe probably I not. don't know it must happen afterwards or I don't know Mr. Well, Miracles I've here. heard I've read some things that everything that we're reading in comics right now is leading up to Doomsday Clock because like there's supposed to be a bunch of costume changes and things like with Batman mm-hmm. and things like that he's got that yeah. new costume he got his like old that. costume in this thing yep right because he changes it because remember, remember Batman he goes give me my old costume so that happens obviously has to happen after 50 or when it was yeah uh, but yeah we'll see I mean, at this point, it's very rereadable. It's very worth it at this point. A bad ending might taint this whole thing, but I think at least the first nine issues I've really enjoyed, which is not something you can't say about every single like event kind of book that comes out. This actually does feel epic so far. Yeah. Like Everybody's in this book. Uh, it feels like um, they're all going against Dr. Manhattan, and I do feel worried about being like, who might not make it? So, right, Guy tries to punch him, as Guy does. Yeah, and I, I'm surprised Guy didn't die. When he, like, gets blown back, I was like, how are you not dead? And he's like, like oh, what's like... this ring? And he just disintegrates it. He goes, oh, and he loses his power. I don't know what that is. And he's like, oh, curious. It's fun to learn. Because the things are on him now, and he can't see anything anymore, so he can't just... Fi- he goes, oh, it's fun to not know what's going to happen. And now it almost seems like... He's finding pleasure and just doing things and be like, oh, I don't know what will happen if I do this, rather than knowing everything ahead of time. So now he's fighting them. He uh, figured out he's magic. He's explaining magic. It's, uh, what do he say? Just like a bunch of uh, technology, but they don't know Scraps about it. Scraps of stuff. Yeah. So, and now he has magic because he took it from all of them. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like messing around with it. I find it fascinating. Um, maybe if you like are a super fan of Watchmen, you might be a little like, ah, I don't know what they're doing with this. They're making it more superhero-y. But I think it works. Like yeah. having these characters meet up with the DC characters. So far, there's nothing that to me screams sacrilege being like, oh, you can't do that with those characters. They all seem still like those characters. Especially like Dr. Manhattan dropped in this world. He's going to act like this. So. Well, like you say, he's going to disassemble it. He's going to rebuild it the way he thinks it needs to be. How is it going to work? And who knows how many times he's rebuilt it from the ground up right. to get where we are right now. I um, still feel like Ozymandias is still the man pulling all the strings behind me. We'll see. He wasn't really that much in this issue. I think he's right. just one panel looking at some TVs. Mm-hmm. I, must, I must have missed that part then because I thought I had seen him in. I didn't think I had seen him in this issue. Uh, and I've only read this one. I didn't read a back to back like some right. of the other books this week. Um, I'd give this this issue as a 10. I really enjoyed it. It lived, there's nothing wrong with it. I am not a huge. I'm not a huge Watchmen fan. I've read the book. I really enjoyed it. But this is not one of those books that I hold to a, a higher regard. I think I just enjoyed this issue for what it is, knowing where it's going to hopefully go. And I think uh, Gary Frank and Jeff Johns can finish this book with a solid, solid ending. Um. Uh, yeah. Ten all around. Um. I just you know there's only three issues left. I have two. I have two questions. Where is Silk Spectre and where is Owlman? Yeah, he's only in two panels. Uh, right here, he's just watching Wonder Woman. Oh, I and see. And then he presses a button, and uh, see, that's what I thought. I was like, 
he presses a button and then his message doesn't go through. I don't know if that's because of the button or that like he's working with Black Adam or something, but he pushes the button, does something. Hmm. We'll see next issue. But yeah, this was 10 for me too. Um, it's very exciting to see where this is going. Uh, this is series so far, which is, like I said, very rereadable. Like you can reread this issue like three times and I feel like you would still find things you haven't seen before. And the moments still work because it's not on a shock value that the moments work. It's because the way the storytelling's done, it sets you up for them. And so it works every single time. Uh, I love it. I want to see what else happens mm-hmm. with it. So I agree. And hopefully we'll see it this year. Yeah, uh, right. Well, let's three see. issues. I if, bet every, if every other. Eh, it, I, I saw one issue got pushed two weeks back, but that's not horrible. It could be in September when it ends. I'm going to check it out. If every other month they took it off. So our next book is Paper Girls number 26, written by Brian K. Vaughn, art by Cliff Chang. This is the last ar- start of the last arc. Yeah. Um, I don't. It's been a while since issue 25 it came out. Did all the girls get, all the girls got separated? Obviously, yeah. There was basically like a time bomb, I would call okay. it, that separated them once again. Oh, of course. Um, all over corners of the galaxy slash time periods. So. Time space um, continuum. Right. Doesn't exist in this book. And so if you thought you were getting close to knowing what's going on, ha, huh, joke's on you. And the crazy thing is that I'm guessing there's only five issues left, so eventually we either have to figure it out or this book is just effed up. Well, I mean, yeah, I bet if you reread it, a lot uh, yeah. more would make sense now that we know more things. But I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, again, I think all three of us came to that realization around issue 20 or earlier. It was like, Hey, maybe this book doesn't. You're not supposed to know everything. Maybe you're supposed. It's a little more ambiguous. Yeah. Um, and I think I enjoyed it more because of that. Um, you know, with all the things the characters have gone through, like so, like when you see Mac running into that doctor lady again. I didn't like, recognize the doctor lady. They had changed her haircut, and she was one of the future Pelican writers, right? That had already helped him in the past. Is that okay? Or the one that was in the way past with, um, what was the the girl and her son, Japo and. Yeah, and the yeah. the girl I don't remember. Right. Um, so there's it, just like so much intermixing of timelines. There's yeah characters we haven't seen in a long time. There's characters we've seen all over the place. Then now the old timers like are on their scenes in this book. They're making me seem like like I'm feeling like oh wait are these guys the good guys? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know who's the good guys. Like but it seems like they're the villains. But maybe they've been the good guys all along. And the girls just never made contact with them, so they don't know what the hell's going on either. Or ten. That's when Doomsday Clock number 10 is coming out. Okay. That's it was pushed back two weeks, but 4 is the new date. That's fine. I mean, technically month, right month, the first week of... A yeah. month and a half away. It's not bad. Um, I like this issue. Uh, the art's great in this issue. That's always Cliff Chang. Oh, yeah. Cliff Chang, yeah. Um, I am ready to see this end, though. Not in terms of, like, let me stop the story. Uh, it needs to be done. But in terms of actually seeing a complete story to actually reread it all at once, mm-hmm. I think. Um. Because it's good, but there's a lot of things, especially since the last time I read the last issue. When was that? Uh, what, three months ago? Yeah. I don't think I remember anything. Give or take. <laughs> that's the thing. Is like, well, that's why I was asking Garrett. I said, was the time bomb that had gone off, I don't remember them getting separated. Well, with the old lady that was like, gave him that tool to be able to travel through time. Well, right as that's happening, um, I think one of the old timers like either shoots something or stabs okay. like little the chronal bomb thing and it explodes. What? And that's all you see at the end. Yeah. And I think one of the cl- I think the cliffhanger of twenty five was like uh, one of the girls like waking up and being like, "What the fuck?" You yeah. know, like, or something like that. So my my favorite girl in this book, not this book, but the specific issue, um, is 
KJ, the one that goes in the 1958, and she's trying to escape and goes into a library, and that punk-ass kid is, um, I'll help you out if you do something for me, and she grabs by the arm, shoves his face in the books, going, the next time you threaten someone, I'm going to come punch your teeth in, and you can have those for lunch. Yeah, that was, was awesome. Like, Boom. Who well, are you? Like, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> and like, it's like the 1950s, like men and boys think they're far superior yeah. to girls and women, you know, and it's like. What yeah, about Aaron? It, she shows not. up in uh, 2017 or something like that. We see she's with these uh, trick-or-treaters. We got uh, Walter White. Yeah. We got right. um, Eleven from uh, Stranger Things. It, uh, Ninjito, and uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. A kid dressed up in a suit holding a Donald Trump head. Oh, I guess it goes on his head. But he took it out probably too hot. That's crazy that like that would fit in this story just because it's like, you know, you'd probably never thought with issue one you'd be having those references in there. But that's pretty cool. For sure. Mac goes to the other planet and is hanging out with the doctor lady, yep. the Pelican Rider from the future. And is it Tiffany who ends up talking to an older Aaron? Like, jumps on yes. her and is going to punch her in the face. And she goes, well, we're the, we already won the war. Come over here. We're going to win the war. You just told me we won the war. Well, we're going to win this war now, too. Yeah, yeah it's Tiffany. Um, and then we see um, CJ, right? KJ. KJ? Yeah, I think you guys should talk about that. No, the, in the future, who's that? KJ. The girl talking about Mac. It's Mac. Mac, okay. Oh, she says KJ. Uh, Gonna die, I guess. So, you know, something I don't think we ever talked about because we haven't talked about this book in a while that for a while she thought she was getting cancer because she smoked. And we found out she actually gets cancer because she's going on this time travel stuff. Yeah. So it's like since the beginning, it's like she went on this thing and that's what caused the cancer. Whereas and she went on it just because like I got to figure out what happens and stop it. And then by doing that, she got cancer. Right. That's kind of that's very trippy like to think Mm. about for sure. I don't know. I mean, I think this is a good kickoff to the first arc. Cover's right. great, by yeah. the way. Cover does look awesome. I think I have. I would imagine. Um, I'm gonna. I haven't seen any more covers, but I imagine it's probably gonna be all their faces till yep. the end. Yeah. I've seen. I've seen the one in May. There's. It's a face. Someone's wearing a helmet and things like that. I think it's a callback to the first arc because the first arc is every book was a single one of the girls on a bike, and then when you got to issue five, all five of them were together. Our first right. one was all five together, something like that. Four. I'd be. Like, I'd be excited to read this. Uh, when it's all done because I feel like I've enjoyed this and the parts I have enjoyed because I don't remember what's going on. Yeah. So it'd be nice to read it back to back because I think then it would work. Yes. And I think you would notice things too way easier. Like, you know, people we've met now when they show up for like a scene in like issue four. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. That's crazy. So yeah, I bet Brian Kavan is like, hey, this is way better to reread and reread until you get all the references, which would be really fun. So the uh, weird thing is to read this, and I realize we haven't read Saga in a while, but <clears throat> Saga, I have no problem remembering what, what? I know, I know. It's okay. It's okay, Marvin. Less than a year left, I think. You never know. But <clears throat> no, they don't have a time frame. I'm just, I'm just hoping. Hey, guys, I'll be able to catch up. <laughs> I could be 50 years old when it's coming out. But I, I think the thing is that I read Saga, no tears. Uh, and I understand who everybody is, where I've seen these people. This is one of those books, and I realize it's meant to be weird. It's meant to be um, not necessarily unforgiving, but you're not supposed to know where you're going until you get there. And I'm excited for the ride. I'm also a little, I'm a little weary from the journey. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I agree with that. And but I'm gonna throw this out there. I don't know if you guys agree with this part, but I feel like I, especially in the first half of this book, focus too much on the plot and not the characters, and that's why I don't know who anybody is. Because we're in Saga, you sit with people and the plot's kind of easier to understand. You get to know the characters. There's a lot of moments 
where it's just about characters, which in this book, there's a lot of plot. And so I've been focusing on being like, especially like you go to places and they speak differently and like there's things going on. You're trying to figure out like, like what completely is going on. Who's the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And by the time now where I'm like, okay, I just want to f- focus on these characters. It's ending. It's hard for me to feel attached to them because I focus on the wrong thing the whole time. Well, when someone dies and you're not sad, we'll know why. I was scared, uh, uh, sad when uh, that one guy, I'm not going to say who, no spoilers, but in Saga, Murray died in that planet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're not reviewing Saga right I, now. I know, but I really want to review Saga. <laughs> uh, I missed that book. Sorry. Okay. I gave this an uh, eight. I gave this a nine. The art, nice. was, the art was very strong. Nothing wrong with the art. Um, but I am I am excited to be on this last arc to find out where we're going. I give it a strong eight for that Donald Trump costume. Nice. Perfect. Um, I give it a nine. Like, I really enjoyed it, and, like, it definitely gets me very excited to read the next four issues. All right. Next, we have Immortal Hulk, number 14, written by Al Ewing and art by Kyle Hotz. Um, I will say one thing. That art was kind of hard to to get used to. Really? I love that art. I was going to say, really? I love this so much. Yeah. Oh, it was it was, it was, rough it was good, but I had read 13, 14 back to back and who, uh, Joe Bennett, right? Yep. I love Joe Bennett art right. on art on Hulk. This was fine. And actually, when we get to there's things about this this book that I actually liked. I like the way Hulk looks in this book. He looks really good. He looks like he's a berserker kind of animal. Um, this and another book uh, we're going to talk about later. Both our styles were different, um, like in terms of their normal artists, but they were kind of similar in this guest artist, and I actually did really like them. Something mm-hmm. rough about it, something like EC horror kind of about it. I mean, what? I mean, their yeah. eyes were like really buggy, and See, the faces were sunken. When in Hulk turned like, to Hulk, who, buddy? Like that, that I was scared of that guy. Oh, I mean, should we just get that part out here? That part I jumped and I stopped for a second. I was like, no, you fucking didn't. So there's a scene where Hulk and Betty are talking after the funeral of General Ross, where Bruce Which is. I like, do like the nice tie-in, and since we're yeah, Captain America, we know cat. why, <laughs> right? And so they're talking and. Like Betty from training with her dad and stuff like that and being a Hulk and working with S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that. She has like this cloaking thing. Well, she makes it so somehow Bruce is cloaked and not her because there's still a heat signature from her. No, they uh-huh. both have heat signatures. He just, but they're both close, so they both look uh, the same. Yeah, the guy can't uh, tell who's who. Right, and so the, there's a guy outside with a thermal cam on his gun trying to that shoot he the made Hulk. from his arm. Right. Because that's Holy the thing shit, too. I is need that. <laughs> who's the what's the unit that Thunderbolt Ross? They're the black something. Not um, uh, what's their the underground or whatever they're called. The secret base, the black base. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that evil organization. Like Thaddeus so like Ross's sleeper crew, like yeah. the ones that are like Marvin, I think might be looking yeah. at I am. Uh, whatever that group. They're dealing with technology based off Hulk's regenerative powers to make these things out of their bodies. And that's like part of the tech is like he can make a gun out of his arm like Terminator. Um, Legit. And so he shoots the guy, even though he's told from the other guy, uh, let's call him. I don't know what his name is. Can't think of his name. He's the big burly dude. He was a friend of Thaddeus. And I don't remember what agent Burbank agent Burbank. So agent Burbank is like the leader now of what Ross used to be the leader of. And oh, no, no. Agent Bird makes the guy who shoots up. Uh, oh. <laughs> this is confusing because I don't know their names. Uh, Agent Burbank shoots, shoots Betty in the head. And I literally, like, dropped my comic and I was like, no fucking way. 
Like, well, I, I thought, how can, you, how can you finally bring Betty in to, just to shoot her in the oh. head? Reginald 14. That's a... Okay, so Reginald. So Reginald's the new leader um, and took over for Ross. Like, Ross had... Like, that was his protege, and he even spoke at Ross's funeral. But, you know, he told... Um, Agent Burbank, do not shoot Betty. Like she just lost her father, and I'm but not sending. Don't shoot at all. Right. So unless you know it's Hulk, do not shoot or Bruce, right. do not shoot. And when when Bruce first gets there, when when Betty first gets to the house, Bruce is kind of sitting there, minding, you know, just waiting for her to get home. Apologizes, hey, I'm sorry that I didn't call you. I was I was afraid to call you. Um, and she goes, well, all I ever heard was sightings of you and this, 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 and this. He goes, I know, but I, I was afraid to call. So they hug, and she turns on her little cam. And before the cam gets turned on, they're, as they're hugging, Burbank goes, I don't have a clear shot, but I can shoot right through her to get him. And Reginald goes, do not shoot. Yeah. Okay, so then as they split up, she puts out the cam, and it cloaks him. Well, I think he sees the thermal imaging of him goes, I don't know who's who, but I got a 50-50 shot. Do not shoot. I'm gonna. I, I can shoot him. No, do not. So anyway, he gets told like five, seven, twenty-eight times, and he's counting down to doing it. And he pulls the trigger, and who gets shot in the head? But Betty. Yeah, and like super terrible. I mean, yeah, you're right because you have that feeling of like, oh, finally, like Bruce's love, his wife, finally reunited. Uh, they're still married. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, reunited, and then she gets shot in the head, and literally. You see Agent Burbank say, whoops, you flip the page, and Hulk is already coming out of the house ready to kill him. Like He's bursting through those trees so fast. Yeah. And oh. Burbank hasn't had, isn't, is trying to switch his hand over from a 50 cal to a 1,000 a, a cal or 100 cal bullet. Right. And he's getting told by Reginald, do not shoot him. Right. <laughs> and especially nighttime. at night. Yeah, he's like. You won't kill him. Well, he's like, hey, Reginald, or whatever, Doc, or whatever the fuck the guy's name is. He's like, I remember this technique for taking down the Hulk. He's like, yeah, it only works during the day, not night. And so. <laughs> so we learn at night, obviously, they're immortal, mm-hmm. right? And we see at the end, Betty wakes up. Thankfully, I was like, oh. So who and, knows? and she's going to red Hulk out? Possibly. Yeah. We don't know. Or at least heal, I suppose. But, right. but then they, also, it brings to the foreground some questions here. Does that mean Thaddeus? Is he still going to be Red Hulk? Is he going to come back to life? Oh. Depends on when Captain killed him. Um, yeah, was that at night? Mm-hmm. I think it was. And um, we have got, uh, Rick Jones. Is he going to come back? Right? We'll see. But also at the end, Doc Sampson shows up and he's like, hey, I got this. He throws that one guy against the fucking tree. I'm <laughs> your doctor. I'm your doctor. What? And we'll see where that goes. But I was just actually looking through. There's a couple of things I want to say about. First off, I do love that. Art. I don't know what it is about it. I like the way that it looks. Um, but I do love. And, you know, call me... Uh, Crazy, bro. Call me, you know, uh, old man doesn't like change. But Tony Stark in this issue is how Tony Stark used to be drawn before Rob Dungeon took over. And now they draw more like him. So when I saw Tony in this issue, I got excited. It's like the old kind of... He almost looks like Italian. He's got that little mustache. He's got a slick back hair. Like, that's how Tony used to look like back in the day. Right. And then when those movies came out, they're like, hey, let's make it more like that guy. <laughs> and right. so he kind of lost that. So when I saw him in here... I was like, either A, that artist never got the memo, or B, he's like, they made me throw back to this kind of old Tony Stark. Well, and he also wasn't very jokey, because I was expecting him to too. be in that like book. Was I was like, okay, where's the joke? And he's like, no. Like, that's how Tony used to be. Like, there's a points when he's, like, joking with her, but they're not, like, puns and stuff like that. They're, he's right. just, like, trying to be smooth with her and, like, try to smooth over things because her dad just died. And he's not getting anything of it, but he's still, like... That, I mean, that was a throwback. I know this whole series has been a throwback to, like, how things used to be. 
But I was very excited to see it was not only stops with Hulk, because everybody else is kind of like how they used to be. So um, I really did love that issue. Mm-hmm. It's a nice kind of kickoff. And I don't know if this book is ending soon or if. God, I hope not. I don't think so. Think Why do you so. say that? I thought I read something about it, like it was wrapping up. Mm-hmm. I don't God, know. I hope not. It's, Let me look into the best. that. There might be some rumors I'm spreading here, but. That cover is amazing, too. Well, and actually, we, we spread a rumor about Terrifics. Because I'd seen in May that there was solicitation for 16 or 17, whichever issues come out. it's ending. No. Maybe Jeff Lemire's jumping Jeff out. Lemire's but jumping I'd out. seen that there's at least We two read in the forecast. It said final issue. Of probably Jeff Lemire. They didn't put final issue on that baby unless it's the final, hey, final I issue. I'm just telling you what I saw. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> it's not the next issue. It's the issue after that that's the final one. 15? Because oh. 14 was the last one that Jeff Lemire was doing. Anyway, I, we're on Hulk. I get that. Marvin's got to look at Hulk information. Uh, I would probably give this an eight. <clears throat> I'm a nine. I'm a nine all the way. I mean, I was intrigued by the story, and it makes me want to go read old Hulk comics because, like, the whole night thing, like getting some Betty in there. We have, you know, even General Ross is dead, but like General Ross is a crucial part of that book. Um, Doc Samson being in the book, like, there's just so many cool things that makes me want to go back and read some classic Hulk stories. Uh, I give it a nine to you. It's really great. I love the art, and. Um I don't see anything about an ending, so I guess maybe I'm wrong. I do see uh, some speculation that Red Hulk, uh, Red She-Hulk's coming back, which we talked about. Could be. Um, but I'm excited. I think, I think Betty needs to be in that book. Like She's been gone from it too long. Bring her back. That's what makes this book really good. Is like Bruce and Betty being in the same area, at yeah. least, or working together. Because like Hulk can't be alone forever. I mean, he needs friends. No, but I mean, a part of it is like, what do you have these two behemoths go around kicking the shit out of everybody? Yeah. I mean, eventually, then you're going to run into other hulks or other gammas or other bestial things that need to fight them because who else True. are you going to pin up against? Cat it could be like, you know, nut checks him. Hulk has to go do something and Betty's back where she is and they're still working together. Like they do a back to back. Yeah. Okay. I'm just excited yeah, to see what happens. Them all uh, get together and uh, figure it out. Green Lantern number five. It's the next comic here. This is uh, Leon Sharp and Grant Morrison. We have an issue where, um, okay, let me just, let me spin it this way. Halfway through the book, we see that uh, Hal is going to be a double agent uh, going in with the Night Stars, right? Dark Stars. Is dark Black stars? stars or Dark Stars? Dark stars black Stars. I think it's Black Stars. It's the Black Stars. Yeah, yeah you're right. Black Stars. Dark Star is a movie by uh, John Carpenter. Um, <laughs> Wasn't Dark Stars what the guys were at the end of Hal, yep. the core? Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. So this is a different set. This is Black oh, Stars. Black stars. Yeah, are, these the, are these the bad guy Black Lanterns? Are those just no, Black Lanterns? Those, <laughs> those are just Black, Black Lanterns. Okay. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, a lot of rings. This is like this book. I, oh, sorry. Marvin, you but tell I do stuff love that talk. we have a story basically where he goes undercover and um, he's like talking to the guard. He's like, we're going to say that you're the double agent to make it real. That's Everybody's going to believe that. Only me and you know that's not true. You're going to go undercover and figure out who the actual double agent is and do this for us but he goes in order to do that I need you to like fully commit and i need you to i think kill like what was that guy's name uh hugh or something Flagmaster. Woo. Oh. i want to look it up what? he's on the line adam he? strange no yeah. no he didn't mention adam strange but adam strange yeah oh. adam strange does show up and he's like hey kill this guy to prove your loyalty which i don't know what's gonna happen oh he said if you kill yeah mew or whatever yeah yeah that's who it was. commander mew yeah if it needs to be if like, it needs yeah. yeah if he needs to he has the permission to kill him right he goes hey well, we got a way to kill him to make it act like you don't actually kill him. So, but then Adam Strange is the one who's like, "Oh, that's like who they have," and now he's he has his back against the wall, basically. Who is Adam Strange? Is he Hugh um, Strange's son? 
No. He's <laughs> he's like a space adventurer. Okay. Um, was that who... He's like Buck Rogers. Who? In thir- in Not 13. Uh, in 4, is that who Hal's pretending to be? Or is no. he just being... He's just being like a headhunter. He's just being he's like just a mercenary. Story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But what was really cool about this issue is like the quest to get all the awesome. gear. I thought that was so fucking fun. Like in this like vampire vampiric space city, like mm-hmm. that was just so awesome. Holy, this book, like this was a scare, like a creepy issue as he's going into the the black bloody sludge and the countess vampire woman who he met uh, goes, oh, you gotta you gotta trudge through this. He goes, it smells horrible down here. Yeah, it is just gonna smell worse. So she, you know, he goes and finds the gauntlet or the the visor. Now he can see all these bad guys and he's cutting things up and he goes and gets the sword. Finally, he's cutting things up. Uh, and he fights my favorite guy, the horse, the guy dead on the horse. I'm going to kill you. And then he punches the horse in the face. This book, I, this was amazing. Yeah. Like I was a little weary about getting a Grant Morrison Green Lantern <laughs> book. Cause this book is weird. Issue four. I, I read, I read four and five at back four was like a lot of setup mm-hmm. for this. And it's kind of cool that they're doing like an arc. You know, they did a couple one shots, but this seems like it's more of an arc. And, uh, I appreciate it now more than when I re- read issue five, um, but it is it is kind of, it is just really fun. It's interesting concepts. We're getting things you don't normally see. And Grant Morrison writes these huge space epics that are just like there's just so many different aliens and creatures and buildings and there's so much detail with Liam Sharp to go into it. I mean, Liam also, Sharp's art. I was mistaken. Mew is the bad guy. So, but actually, I do like there's a scene here where. He's like, you're going to do all this stuff for us, all me and you know. And he goes, what if I'm caught? And he goes, we disown you. I didn't think that outcome would be a, a particular deterrent. So it's kind of like Mission Impossible. He's like, you're going undercover, but if they find you and you get captured, we're going to act like we disowned you. Like, you're on rogue. Rogue agent. Right. I think Liam Sharp might be the best artist for this book. Like, seeing what Grant had, and I don't know if, if Marvin may have told me or maybe it was Garrett told me that. Grant Morrison has things down to a T on what he expects on the page and what he wants and what his story looks like. Right. Um, this book looks amazing, is amazing, and I think I like that it doesn't deal with the regular space cop stuff. He literally is a space cop right now. He's a double agent. He's undercover. Get caught. The mob's going to send you swimming with the fishes. This, there oh is, my God, this there's a so quote good. in here. If you go back to early episodes of this podcast, um, we talk about how I like Hal a lot and why I like him because he has no fear. And he just takes things head on and he doesn't because the thing that he was afraid of most already happened. His dad died in front of him. So you can never feel afraid again because that's the only thing he feared the most. But there's a quote in here, which uh, Grant Morrison might be one of the best quotes I've, uh, I've read from hell. But when he's talking to the Countess, he says, I appreciate how much you're trying to make this more exciting for me. But I fought armies of the dead. I've beaten down gods and cosmic tyrants. I was possessed by a monster called Parallax. I've lived, I've died, I've been reborn. I've relived my dad's death and every betrayal a thousand times. I'm a founding member of the Justice League of Planet Earth, and so let's get serious. I don't do inner demons, and I don't do regrets. Your masma is wasting its time, and you are too. I live for the adrenaline. And right now, I got some monsters here that need their asses kicked. <laughs> so it's like, he's like, you're wasting your time trying to make me afraid of this. I'm not afraid anymore. Like, I'm not afraid of anything. I've lived, I've died, I've come back. I was possessed by parallax and all this stuff like that. He goes, there's nothing you could do that's going to make me scared. I live to uh, push myself and like feel that rush. And he goes, right now, what I, what I need to do is kick all your asses. Yeah. Which is what who he is. One random question. Yeah. Is did Grant Morrison reboot 
not reboot, but just kind of start anew. Does this Hal Jordan, is his ring made from pure willpower like it was when he crafted it? It's a good question. Or is he still they, using just on. the I don't okay. think it's, I don't think he's touched on it because it's really not. It's not pertinent. He's still, yeah. I mean, obviously, even the stuff he's using right now is still through willpower. It's being made a different sort of willpower. But again, Hal Jordan's still the most powerful Green Lantern, isn't he? I don't know about the most powerful, but he's the most fearless. So, I mean, if you have w- willpower, I mean, he's literally you know, kicking shit ass and demons. So, I mean, if you're afraid, you have less will to do something. So, so. he's not being held back. He's just going to do it. Right. He no. came here to chew some bubble gum and kick some asses. He's all out of bubble gum. I did it. like that his Asian name that he chose was Parallax. I think that was cool because I mean, like, Black he was Parallax for like five years. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Long time being Parallax. See, all these, these things with DC, I like how some of these writers are finally getting back into things that I know nothing about. But it makes you interested that to go makes, back and it check does, it out. It does make me interested to read them. And if nothing else, knowing that, you know, I know Grant Morrison was is known for setting a tiny little seed that means nothing at that point in time. And years later, calling back on something random. And that was that seed that he planted. Same with Jeff Johns on Doomsday Clock. Things I don't know anything about. Just what a way to make a... a I call myself a veteran reader. Obviously, I'm not if I don't know what some of these things are. But what a way to get me more excited about reading more books. Right. I would give it a 10. I enjoyed it all the way through. Uh, Yeah. It was, uh, I wouldn't say 9. It was a 9 for me. It was really good. I really did enjoy it, but I like Doomsday Clock more. Well, you can give up more 10s. You know know what? Sometimes you got to roll with the dice and I say a 9. Hey, by the way, all of Jeff John's Green Lanterns on uh, Hoopla, so if you want to catch a score. Yeah. Rebirth might be having to do Rebirth's that. Rebirth's amazing. That's like him, like right after he's done being Parallax. I'm next, aren't I? Arnold, you got this kind of time, though. <laughs> you know, I only get six books to rent at a time, so it's going to take me a while. But I can, I could do it. Oof. Alex, what else we get? I'm st- sorry. I'm thinking about Manhattan Projects. I got to finish that first, then I can finally <laughs> get to uh, that. I'm reading other books. Just I'm a, I'm a busy, busy man. Speaking of which, creative team. Speaking of which, another book that I'm busy with, Deadly Class number thirty-seven. Already forgot. Written by Rick Remender and Wes Craig on art. I didn't need it. I just had to remember Rick Remender. Apparently, Uh, what a way to pick up this book and get back to what I feel is how this book has always been. Nitty gritty words that I am uncomfortable to read. (laughs) And at 36 was, I, I get, was a jumping on point. He's been away from the book. He's reminding probably himself and us what this book is about, how we got to where we are. We get into issue 37. We get to Kenji's, the bad guy brother of Saya, Saya or Saya, however you want to say her name. Kwan, mm-hmm. uh, who was the Korean killer, is working for Kenji because he got caught. And oh, yeah. As, he was the reason that Saya got caught in the first place yep. is he backstabbed her. And he backstabbed the other the other team down in Mexico that we just got done watching them kick the crap out of the Russian and his girlfriend. Uh, what a way to, to bring me back in to let me know that this is the book I still love. Yeah. And I think part of it didn't even have to have Marcus, didn't have to have Maria. I just needed a good story. And... I mean, this wasn't good. This was terrifying but right. and gross. But it's like, it's what the book's potential has always been. Mm-hmm. You know, Saya has always been the OP'd, like Superman, basically, mm-hmm. of this book. And you put her in a corner and she's furious. You know, when um, they all go to the prostitutes to, like, go have a good time, like, Kenji sends the whole gang. Like, they're, Kwan, like, beats up the guy that's about to go probably beat the shit out of Saya, um, maybe rape her or whatever. And goes up to Saya and is like, hey, we got to go. I got a ship that's about to leave. Like, let's get out of here. And she's like, where's my sword? 
<laughs> he's like, that, that doesn't matter. Like, we just need to get out of here. Like, we just need to, where's my sword? I need my he's sword. He's like, Kenji has, he never lets go of it. I need my sword. And you're just like, okay, well, I guess I'm not leaving <laughs> I'm going here. to request to get that sword. And so, like, Quan's apologizing, and she's like, hey, you want to make yourself feel better? Go get my sword, you know? So there's, there's one thing that at the beginning of this issue, they are harassing what I thought was a girl at this brothel, and they, you scan up on the page and it turns out it's Quan carrying these things and they're talking about don't drop those things or we're going to cut more of your fingers off and then you see that you know he's missing three fingers it's like oh my god you guys are monsters and then you know they move on to we're going to cut other parts of you off you know like oh okay well you guys are disgusting and I just was like this this book was way I loved how gritty it was it really did remind me of where we're going uh and that Saya part man she was so dead on I need my sword and a part of it was, I believe, just to insult her brother, going, I got my shit back, and I also needed it for a different reason that we find out at the end of the book. Uh, oh. But if you think about it, too, though, that's always been an extension of her. She's always had it on her. It's um, like Captain the Shield, I suppose. It's just right. one of them. And they kind of touch on that in the show a little bit, too. It's like she's always with her sword. And so when Quan goes to get the sword, he, he dresses up like a robot prostitute, like all the other prostitutes are dressed up in there. And literally is like working his way towards Kenji because there's a bunch of girls around him trying to you know, get him to sleep with them. And you can see Kwan's hand, but Kenji had cut off his fingers, which they make a point in the beginning of the book. It's like, don't make us cut off another finger because you fuck something up. And he, they see his little hand with like two, two regular fingers and three cut off fingers, like reaching for a sword. And Kenji's like in this like sense of like, Oh, I'm feeling good. Then he looks down and he's like, what the fuck? Like he sees Quan's like little deformed hand going for his sword. Grabs, grabs that sword and run. Well, he grabs a sword, cuts Kenji's eye, like gives him that big scratch across the face. And then Quan starts using it as he's like running out of the, whatever you call it, brothel, uh, brothel and gets the sword to Saya. And then there's just this fucking awesome, like motorcycle chase where Saya's killing people left and right. But Quan's driving to the ship. Like, it's a very simple plot, but like it was just awesome all the way through. But this is like uh, issue 28 when Marcus went to go save Maria and he just infiltrates the building, is killing everybody. That's what this was. It was a simple two-scene place, three-scene place. You go to Kenji's house, wherever Silas had been held, the brothel, and then you get to the ship. And Quan is talking to Saya going, you know, I'm going to, I need to turn myself around. I'm going to go back home and try to be a better man. And Saya's like, no, you're not going home. What? Yeah. Spoilers stabs him in the chest and shoves him off the boat but is he really dead because she did that to marcus i'm i'm pretty sure this time she didn't miss <laughs> she only misses once and she didn't throw marcus into water true so shark down. infested <laughs> yeah godzilla could be there uh i really love this issue too um the art's fantastic west craig doing some great work coloring especially the color in this issue is great the motorcycle scene there's some uh Panels in the motorcycle scene in which they overlay uh, drawings over the panels, which is cool. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Um, but it did seem like a return to form. This is like the deadly class that I used to love, which Alex was saying earlier, and I do agree with the last issue, probably just more than anything, was kind of just like a reset. And here we go. We do know that it's ending, right? Um, so this is probably like... Deadly class is ending? Yeah. When? I didn't know that. Yeah, they announced it like two months ago. Oh, I've never. How many? How many, How many issues? issues do you have left? I'll look it up. Are you sure? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I guess Black I Science, know. I know, is ending. I thought we talked East about it on the show. I don't oh. think so. East to no, West is ending. I was like, there's a good chunk of image books I know are ending, but I didn't realize. Render's knew... probably trying to end it because he can't fucking write it. Like, he doesn't have time. I gotta wrap this bad boy up. I got a TV show to make. TV show is amazing. <laughs> Gary tells me it's great, and I will eventually probably watch it. Just haven't gotten around to it. It'd be it. fun to binge watch, I feel. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, and then if you read the letters in the back, it didn't seem like it was ending anytime soon, but, um, you know, things are escalating and I think we're going to see now Saya kind of reteaming up with the gang or we might get an issue on just the new people. I don't know what's going to happen next. Well, you see Shabnam on the cover of the next issue. I, I would, I mean, I would assume once you kill, uh, Master Lin, I'm sure the book kind of ends. Oh, yeah. But... I mean, there will be... There, I'm sure this arc will get us to King's Dominion, and then after this, maybe there'll be another little break, and then the final arc, if there I say, is. I, I'm assuming that issue 50, maybe we'll wrap it up, but... Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll look and see. I That one I know I'm not making up. That one okay. I know I heard Rick Mender say that book was ending, and I thought we had talked about it. Are you sure it wasn't another book that he does? Nah, it's, I knew it was out of the class, because I knew the show was coming out... And I, they had said it was going to end, and I was like, "Oh, that makes sense. It seems like it's ending anyways." And that way, you have it; you can focus on the show. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Um, I'm going to give this a ten only because I was so my expectations were so low because like of 36. But when this book rolled out, like everything that I loved about it came back to true form, and I was just like, "Hell yeah!" Like this is exactly what I'm looking for. I, I think if, if 36 had been better, no, this wouldn't have been a ten. But I agree with you, Garrett, that. My standards were so low, I had anticipated to be, unfortunately, let let down again. This book was spectacular. Art was amazing. Uh, it is, like Garrett said, to use his words, back to form. This, is what I, this, this book was amazing, and that cover was spectacular. Where you've got a badass Saya ready to go kick some ass. I, I think my, I'm, I'm excited to see her and her brother finally face off, and for her to kill him. Oh, yeah. Well... She needs a little, a little I mean, recovery. She needs, she, needs, she needs to rest, probably. But you know, yeah. getting getting that uh, Quan's blood on her sword pie made her feel good inside. Going, that's one less douchebag in my way. Now I just got to kill my brother and all of his cronies, and that'll be coming soon enough. I'm sure Kenji works for doesn't does he work for Lin to an extent? No. Okay. Well, who knows? Right. <laughs> Maybe he does. Uh, I really did. This issue was really great. Um, I actually do think so. This is. So it sets you up to be like a redemption kind of story and he does redeem himself but as Gary mentioned Sia is not the person to forgive so easily and so she kills him which is the kind of characters we've seen in this book even though they're good doesn't mean that they're good mm-hmm. um, and so for her to make that I mean it's still for me when that happened I was like oh okay but um, it makes sense within the character still right like it, it's still a shock but it wasn't a shock just to be like hey look at this thing i'm doing like i never would have been in this predicament yeah. if you hadn't fucked I've, me over in the first place still the most shocking things i've ever seen were probably like issue 21 and what the, issue is this this is issue 37 oh okay never mind why in an interview i just found an interview he said it, he expects to end around 36 maybe a little bit longer so i guess we're so there. maybe it did end and now we got back we're back well, to if it. you read that letters column it seems like He's got a little bit. He's got so a lot of story. We, if left he to expected tell. it to end at thirty six, maybe he kind of expanded a little bit. But we're definitely in the end game. Like yeah. Alex said, like once you kill off, like what is she gonna do? This right. book can't be anything about anything else once you kill off everybody at King's Dominion. So <laughs> right, uh, ten for me too. Art is fantastic. Art basically this the style that made this book so exciting, so different. Uh, the story, especially Alex. What, I was looking through the issue. What did, what words did you like not to read? I don't, I don't want to say I'm on here. <laughs> <laughs> there was a thing in there. I just looked. 
Which one? Yeah, I can't think of like what you said. All, it's, it's not even like they're bad words. It's just words that almost make me uncomfortable to read. I was going to say, but they're all like bad words, but like pecker instead of... Uh, no, pecker's fine. Penis, I can say penis. That doesn't bother me. And there was uh, twat? Is twat that twat's the one that I was like, oh, I know what it is, but it still was like, oh, that's not right. Oh, we didn't mention that Quan had to make out with that old dude because the old dude was like... Grabbed his face and kissed him. Well, that's yeah. what pushes a 10 for me, so... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. The art was fantastic. The story was great. There's nothing in here. So last issue, the thing that bothered me a lot was that it felt like Rick. It didn't feel like the characters would... Normally, Rick can blend into the story, and I don't know it's him, unless he starts using that crutch thing that he does. But in this issue, it definitely felt like this story again. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like him trying to write this story. Yeah. If that makes sense, but... Mm-hmm. All right, last book of the night, we got Killmonger, number five, written by Brian Hill with art by Juan Ferreira. 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 Awesome. I mean, yes. this is, you know, we all of us saw Black Panther. I don't know if you were lucky enough to read it in the comics. Uh, I Where uh, Ninjataka, I can't even say his name. Where Killmonger. Ninjataka. Yeah, where Killmonger <laughs> comes to take the throne over from uh, Black Panther. But this is all leading up to that story and at the end of last issue um knight had fucked up fucked over everybody mm, uh, king shit. king's wife um you know trying to betray them to shield basically killed them all except for killmonger um left him for dead though everyone was, well, was left like, for dead. She, she left him alive but not necessarily for the shield agents to have just going yeah. i'm not going to kill you myself i could have after he takes an axe and kills everybody in issue four holy that was a bloody book yeah and then you get to this issue where he's he's made he's badass now. Well, it's he's a year to, later. He's taunted to the yeah. the evil the betrayer of Bast. I don't remember what her name is, but the goddess yeah, betrayer. And he makes not necessarily makes a deal with her, but he's working with her. He, she is leading him on the the dark trail. Uh, he the dude that dude is ripped. He is built like a brick house. Yeah, way uh, thicker than he was in the issue four. He's meditating. He's doing whatever he has to do to get strong, and he has night meet him at a, a church i'm assuming in new york some big city uh no Knight, first they meet at her house and he's got that shotgun oh that's right that's right her. he makes the deal with her going hey you're gonna take this you um flash drive and do what i want with it and uh meet me here if you don't i'll kill your sister right well she shows up to the church hands him the flash drive he breaks in half it's like hey as soon as you enter that it uploaded it already so what? Yeah. By the way, I love his mask. Like it's different. Yeah. It's a different mask than what you see in the movie, where it's kind of got the horns. This is like a giant cat, like a lion with saber tooth teeth. Right. Oh my god, he looks so badass. Yeah, he looks horrifying for sure. And then when the the shield agents show up, because he's he's told Knight, um, I've screwed you over. That flash drive that you just uploaded uh, makes it look like you're the bad guy, and that right. you've done all these things. Shield is coming for you, and so when Shield shows up, he's killing Shield left and right. No, they are there for him. Uh, both. I feel like both, but he kills a lot of them, and then she kind of takes the fall oh, for it. You know what? There's the one part where um, I, I didn't realize how agile uh, Killmonger was. Yeah. So he's he's slipping over the pews. He actually hides under one of the pews, and you see one panel is like smoky, dusty. Something's underneath the pew. The next one is this guy steps in front, <laughs> shoots him in the leg. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's like watching... Uh, whatever the bad guy's name is and die hard get shot in the knees and fall to the glass oh yeah god so good and then you get the the he just escapes i was like holy shit Killmonger, you are one badass dude and he like literally like flies into the rafter like jumps real high and it's like can't see him um but after all that was the coolest ending i think ever like he shows up in wakanda 
he's checking out the mural of the the betrayer betrayer and T'Challa can't help himself being like, oh, we have this here as more of a warning, not to give honor to that. Yep. You know, don't she be, be she don't be like bass. this person. Don't be that guy. Right. Don't be like that person. Now you see him as just like smile. Too and late. He's like because he wants to devote himself to the kingdom. I guess. Yeah. But like, which I didn't know, like from the movie, you can't tell that. But I'm guessing in the comics, he actually tries to assimilate into. I'm sure he acts like he wants to be a right hand yeah, man to right away, and then kind of starts doing his stuff behind the scenes, yep. and eventually challenges him. And is like, so then it makes me wonder: does this Killmonger has nothing to do with what we're currently reading? Does it? it doesn't tie into Black Panther necessarily? Or I, I know it came no. from Rise of the Black Panther, which was the does. six issue run prior, I, and I guess we're still stuck in space that we haven't gotten back to the Earth storyline, right? So maybe so I think it is, but I mean this this is brand new. This is Killmonger Day One, basically, and that's like. Killmonger in space. Yeah, like thir- like well, twenty years or probably only two years actual timeline wise or whatever. But um I, I I mean just great book. The art, Juan Ferreria, like God, I hope that guy gets on another book. Mm-hmm. It's like he's just got incredible art. Um Brian Hill did a great job, I think, wrapping up this origin story mm-hmm. for him. Um, you know, what a pivotal time before uh he gets to uh, Wakanda that he's about to just come fuck everything up and you know, what's really cool is, you know, he writes a letter and says, like, hey, thanks for reading this. Like, hope you guys liked it, whatever. But he, they also give you a reading list, mm-hmm. like, to say, hey, if you want to see what happens next, read these things. And it's like, fuck, yeah. Well, if you, you want to call back to, you get to see Black Panther, Rage of the Panther or something. That's, I'm assuming, a fight between them. Rise of the Black, Rise of the Black Panther was the story before this where he gets this, also gets the start. I think you get more background information for him. And then he, you get told, hey, you want to read more Black Panther? Here's where you go to read that right. trade paperback coming out in April or whatever it was. Right. So I'm going to give it a nine. I mean, I, I would say it's almost perfect. There's, you know, I think it would have been cooler to see a little more on Wakanda, I feel, before. But I don't know. I mean, I guess it would all make, I'd have to read other stuff to see. I think I'm in the same boat as I think I wanted a little bit more. Like if it had ended where he escaped. And he got on Wakanda but hadn't talked to T'Challa. Maybe I'd be like, okay, right. shit's going to go down. But then he talks to T'Challa and T'Challa and him kind of have this conversation. And it's like, oh, you want to be part of my my crew, so to speak. Or you want to be part of my my um, following. It, it just I don't know. It went one step farther than I had expected. And now I'm expecting there to be more to follow. A little follow. bit more, right. So uh, great. I would agree. A nine probably overall, even as a series, a nine. Yeah, nine. Because sure. I, I loved Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. This book just made me love Killmonger even more. Right. That there's more to him than just the name of killing people. Because, yeah, he killed a lot of people, but most mm. of it was justified. Right. At least to an extent. Well, justified by his revenge. Well, yeah. yeah. But even when he goes, because when he's on that farm with King and his wife Cecilia, or Celia, either one, um, He's actually just helping protect. He wanted to protect the wife. The wife dies. And in a rage, he kind of goes around and kills everybody. It's like, okay, I get that. You're not doing it. You're doing revenge for the king because he can't. He'd been shot. But if you think about it, he also never kills Claw. We obviously never see it. Well, like I said, they talk about Claw in this book, this issue. But we haven't seen Claw. He must have been in Rise of the Black Panther then. We missed it. That might be something I go back and read just to say I read it. Yeah. But yes, that is our books this week. Uh, there we go. Uh, Black Hammer number 45, number one. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Doomsday Clock number nine. That is the class number 37. Yes. 
Um, Paper Girls 26. Paper Girls number 26. Killmonger uh, 5. Killmonger 5. Incredible. Immortal Hulk, excuse me. <laughs> 14. And the last one, Green Lantern, Green Lantern number 5. Yes. That's Grant Morrison. That is uh, Liam Sharp. Make sure to pick those up wherever you pick up your comic books and enjoy. Even if you normally don't get comics, pick them up this week. For the record, if you guys listen pick to the, the gauntlet, I literally think this may have been one of the best weeks of books we've had. Yeah. Maybe ones I didn't necessarily look forward to, but books that paid off reading and being oh, excited for. 100%. Uh, here, well, now we're going to talk about our review of, this is Captain Marvel, uh, directed by Anna Bodet, Ryan Fleck, uh, written by Anna and Ryan, also Genevieve, story by Nicole Perman, who actually I think is writing or wrote the last series of Captain Marvel comics, uh, so that is, uh, important, Bree, sorry, Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Jude Law, Annette Benning, uh, Clark Gregg uh, and Lee Pace as Ronan. Uh, so first off, we usually like to start off these reviews a little spoiler free. And just get kind of a general idea and give uh, overall rating and then we'll get into the details because uh, the devil is in the details. So <laughs> um, I want to start it off by saying, A, I did enjoy it. I did like the 90s timeline or the 90s uh, setting. I thought the Samuel Jackson de-aging look fantastic don't know how much it costs probably 15 billion dollars uh clark Gregg, not so much yeah they they pull that one in for sure <laughs> well he's done a couple of scenes they probably just yeah. is that um colson yeah yep. okay. um but overall i thought it was fun but then again so it's not it's not like in the top five marvel movies for me which i say as a person who um i do like captain marvel's character especially in that avengers run from jonathan hickman uh but i never found her to be that good of a like She's good because she's so powerful. And that's the kind of danger you get into is that at a certain point, there's no more danger because you're like, oh, she's going to kill everybody. Right. right. Which we do. I mean, uh, what's up? Um, <laughs> uh, almost spoke. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it a lot. But also, I think it's me because I'm waiting for Endgame. I'm just like, okay, so what? Let's, let's get back to that thing. Yeah. Well, where do you fit in this? I, th- as I think a part for me is that, and not a spoiler, but there wasn't stakes. I know things happening in Endgame. I've seen things in Endgame. I've seen even just previews or speculation. There isn't a lot that I mean. There's plenty that I don't know, but this is one of those movies that was just meant to be an introductory to this character, giving an idea of what she can do, how things had started. Um, there were some other character choices that I really enjoyed that we will talk about later on when we get to the spoilers. I am actually I hopped on the um, crap. What's her name? Kelly Thompson. Captain Marvel, I read those two today. One and two to see if I like the character. Um, I like her character. I think Brie Larson is an amazing actress for her. She does seem kind of like she's hot-headed, wants to do her own thing. She thinks she's got the power, and even though she may not always have it. Um, I did enjoy it. I'd agree with Marvin. This is not a top five, probably not even top ten for me. But there were things that I enjoyed. Um, There's things that I've also kind of found... Um, annoying that I've mentioned to at least Garrett. I don't know if Marvin's heard him. He may have listened to me at some point in time today when I was talking to Garrett, but that's fine. I can reiterate him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, it's not in the top five, but I would say it's close. Yeah, I'd say top me. ten for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. I got to look at my top ten. It's fun. It definitely, if you think back to the first movies of any of these series, Thor, Captain America, usually the first one anyways, is kind of that it feels kind of uh, empty a little bit. This one didn't feel empty, so I do give it that. Uh, it felt fun, but also, like, since it's in the past, and you, you run into this danger with any kind of prequel, a lot of the, either a lot of the jokes are set up for the future. Like, I already know what's going to happen, and just like, oh, they referenced that thing. Or two, 
uh, like Alex said, like, oh, yeah, we know Sam Jackson is not going to die because he's in the other movies, right? So it kind of makes it hard to find real stakes. And so that's why they introduced some characters in which something could happen to them. And so that's where more of the danger was. But then also it's like, I don't know. Well, when we get spoilers, I'll talk about it more. But overall, I thought it was uh, fairly enjoyable. I'd probably uh, give it a nine. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought that all the actors were really great. I mean, a lot of high billing actors. Yeah, the actors were ta- fantastic. I, I mean, the, it's worth it to see them just alone. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of holdbacks for a lot of probably male fans of the movie. And I think that's just bullshit. Like, once you actually get in the movie, you understand... You know, I have a lot of people who are complaining like Brie Larson's going to have a flat performance. It's like, well, if you watch the movie, there's reasons why she acts like pompous sometimes, sometimes where she acts uh, very emotional. You know, so it's like it's bullshit. Well, definitely at the beginning. Oh, we'll talk about spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, Usually it's him who wants to spoil things. Tonight you're just spoiler king over here. It's the devil's in details. I I know. You want to be the devil. We get it. But hang on. But yeah, there's some twists in this movie I didn't see coming. Oh, that's a spoiler. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. Uh, There's some twists. A lot of fun things that you see that are going to pay off, obviously, like Marvin was saying in later uh, Avenger movies. And I really feel like, you know, if this movie hadn't come out and we had just gotten this character in Endgame it would have been a disservice to the character. Because I think, like, I knew nothing about Captain Marvel. Like, the only thing that me and Alex, I think, know is from Civil War 2, which was shit. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing is that, uh, one, I give a a credit to Brie Larson. What a way to make me actually enjoy this character and um, make me almost appreciate her that she isn't a... And I realize when we read Civil War 2... This character has been established for so long. She's doing this stuff. She's kind of she's kind of a pain in the ass. Right. Where this one, she's still a pain in the ass, but she thinks she knows best. She's still learning. She still makes problems. She still has issues, and that's what I enjoyed. Right. And I just this, I actually really did. Maybe this movie could be on top ten for me because I really I left this going. One, I, Brie Larson. I, I want to see more things that you're in, yeah. like the room. I've never seen that. I've heard you know. Oh, that's what she got on room, not the room, no. but just room. No, the room is with that's a Tommy Wiseau. Uh, room is the other one. This one that she's in. Yeah. It's just room. Yeah, just room. There's no the. No, you don't want to watch The Room. Got it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was good all around, and I think yeah, I left it, too. I left it being like, I would like to go see it again. Like, I think I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of build-up and payoff and storytelling, and you. it was just a fun way to learn about a character as opposed to having it all dumped out formulaic. So that's why I think, you know, when I said there's a twist, like there's multiple twists where you think it's going to go one way and it actually goes the other, but not in a bad way, in yeah. a way that impresses you and like progresses the story as opposed to being like, you thought you had it, you don't. Which actually made the movie stronger with the twists. Right. Which I, I appreciate when we get to Satan's um, storytelling. <laughs> well, my last thing I'll say on it, uh, spoiler free, is like the ending. Um, I feel like there's a lot of... Huh? Just shut up. I think there's a lot of... Yeah, let me tell you how this movie ends. No spoilers. I'm telling it spoiler free. I feel like the ending pays off when you get there. It takes. It does feel like it takes a while to get there, but when it does, it pays off. <laughs> okay, Satan tells what you yeah, want to say. Yeah, spoiler uh, fucking What did you drops. give it, Alex? I'd give this a nine. This was a very strong movie for me. Kara, what did you say? I give it an eight. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, that's the... It's a strong eight, Marvin. Spoiler. Don't worry. It's strong eight. Yeah. Spoiler for your review. Now we're getting into the details. Like the devil. And here we go. Uh, first off, I wanted to say that the... Uh, makeup from the scrolls is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, they went practical with that, which I appreciate. They're not CGI characters; um, that they are makeup. And I just read. Uh, it took two took two hours to put on. Damn, that's actually pretty quick. 
I yeah, I was going to say that's pretty quick. All that on there. Um, but I do believe in speaking about actors. We were talking about before: Brie Larson, Sam Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, uh, the actress that plays Maria. Um, all fantastic. That scene when Maria is talking to uh, Carol, and she's talking about how, like, she's like, "Are you okay with this?" She's like, "I'm okay with this. I thought you died." And then for five years, six, six, six six years, I thought you were dead. And then you come back and now you're this different person. You don't remember anything. You're asking me if I'm okay. Like that whole scene was fantastic. I thought it was. And that's where you see like all those things leaking in where she's like, I barely remember you, but I just, I'm starting to remember because like, I can just feel that I care for you so much. And the scrolls turn from, so the big twist in the movie as uh, Garrett had uh, alluded to is that the Kree are actually the bad, bad guys and the scroll are the good guys. Um, the scroll are just refugees mm-hmm. and they're trying to get away from the Kree who the Kree are trying to kill them and get rid of them. Um, which I, uh, did some research. I'm not the biggest, uh, Kree scroll, uh, aficionado. I did not see a storyline where that's happened before. And it also makes sense this week. Marvel reveal the comic, meet the scrolls where the scrolls are the good guys. So yeah, that, for, I know that's, tie-in. I know that's upset some fans just because like there is a, what are they? Well, what's this? Super scroll. They're supposed yeah. to be like super evil. I guess we'll never get those. And I guess we'll never well, get super. I mean, who's to say you can't get an evil scroll? You're right. I mean, you True. could, you could literally get one bad scroll. Who's like, I uh, hate everybody. Uh, I'm going to take the fantastic force powers once they show them. So that's why they can't do it. Yeah. They're not on this, whatever, but you can get a bad guy out of one. I mean, obviously the Kree, I didn't ever expect them to be bad. It turns out, was Jude Loss we thought was going to be Marvel, right? Yeah, that yeah. was the whole rumor before the movie. Turns out Marvel is Annette Benning. Uh, I thought it was a good twist. I did like that. Uh, there's no need for him to be female or male. It's just the leader or the, uh, what do you call it? The mentor to uh, Carol. That's all we needed. That's what we got. Uh, normally in the comics, he dies of cancer, but in this one, uh, got shot through the heart. So, yeah, <laughs> by Jude Law. By Jude Law, who we thought at first was Talos, which is Ben Mendelsohn's character. And I got to say, I think the funniest character of this whole movie is that is Ben Mendelsohn as the scroll. I think the greatest thing this movie does, and like, okay, I was going to say, there's a lot of arc building in this this movie that makes me appreciate it from a character standpoint. So Carol, uh, from the beginning of the movie, she is kind of a stoic, kind of like uh, a blank slate, and it's on purpose because she doesn't know who she is. By the end of the movie, she's way different. And uh, as Gary was saying, I think that's intentional to be like that. She's like this now because she doesn't know who she's supposed to be. And then she figures out by the end, and by the end now she's actually a person that like laughs all the time and is uh, different. Because in the flashback she saw, she was way different than right. she was to be in. She's so, fun. Like, ha- she's always having fun. Now she found herself, and now she knows how she's supposed to be because she always felt empty for some reason. Uh, same thing with Ben Middleton's character at the beginning of the movie. He's kind of just like a generic villain who like. There's even a point in which Carol's fighting the scrolls and they growl at her, and she growls back at them. Right where they're supposed to be, just like these growling, like they don't even speak at the beginning. They're just like making noises, blah, 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 like that, like which is like kind of like her propaganda in her head. How they built up the scrolls, where these evil guys are taking over the world. You don't know who they're actually, and they gloated that they killed them, right? And then by the end of the movie, it shows that they actually uh, are people. You know, they have their own personalities. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to live. And Ben Middleton's character really turns from a person who is the generic bad guy. And I mean, which is kind of, uh, I don't know if it's intentional, but in other movies, he kind of is the bad guy. Yeah. So what else sure. is he in? Star Wars. Ready Rogue Player One. One. Ready Player One. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. The I've seen that movie at least. Douchey CEO. Oh, okay. Yeah. You never saw Rogue One? No. Cool. Krennic. Uh, Orson Krennic. In that movie. But um, by when we figure out that he's not the bad guy, 
uh, really turns very, I'll say human instead of from the outside, from the inside. And it actually seem as a person and that he has a family, all this stuff like that. And as Garrett said, I think he's one of the best characters in this mm-hmm. movie because at that point he's no longer the propaganda bad guy that they all see him as the two dimensional evil guy. He turns into this. He's a husband. He's a father. Dimensional. Yeah, he turns into this three dimensional, four dimensional, three dimensional character who has depth and he has a family guy. He's just trying to survive. And I thought that was such a great turn to. And then all of a sudden we see everybody as like this guy is a scientist. He's my science guy, right? There's a guy, and now we see them as individuals instead of this whole uh, race group of that steals other people's identities. Um, really what a scary a, thing to see, by the way. Sorry. When they actually do switch over to humans, holy crap, you yeah, watch their skin bubble over yeah, and like they crack their bones oh, and, or whatever they have in their body. So I thought this movie was filled with great characters. The only reason why I say that it's like fun and maybe not in my top five is because I think at a point now in which we're in the Marvel Universe, I'm looking for a lot of like what's going to happen. We've gone like I think we got past these kind of movies that are just fun introductions, but we needed it. Obviously, we needed it at a certain point to introduce this character. Uh, but I think on its own it works, but in the placement of where we're at, that's the only part that makes me feel like I want to see Endgame. Right? And, and so that's, that's me. My problem is that we're going in from so Infinity War, dark and gritty, lots of shit going on. Even when you get to Ant Man and the Wasp, there's, that, that movie is actually funky. It's good, but it's yeah. still got real basis of stuff. Where I get into this one, it's in the past. This is like watching uh, First Avenger. It's like okay, nothing, nothing bad can happen. Other than what few characters we haven't seen in the story. Uh, this is one I'd have to watch at the beginning where it's meant to be. Timeline wise, it was so it was nice and lighthearted, which is something I think you need before you get to the end game. <laughs> right right there. Yeah. End game, <clears throat> that we're going to be having here in the next month. Yeah. I mean, you know, this whole issue is about our whole issue. Whole movie is about her kind of being told no or her having limits, you know. And I think one of the parts they're saying that's really rewarding is by the ending is like, you know, they kind of alluded at the beginning of the movie, there's like a chip on her neck and it, it flashes every now she talks to the Supreme being or whatever. Um, and so you just know that, you know, Jude Law's character and that team, they're all like saying, Hey, this, we have orders. We have to do these certain things. You can't, she's always like, why can't I go in and just do this? He's like, because I said so like, no. And so by the end, when we find out that Jude Law and those, uh, the Cree, battalion are like evil when they keep and sorry they keep telling her that you're um we gave you your powers right they can be taken away and so right. we keep thinking as as the watcher excuse me i'm gonna sneeze is that supreme being you mean <laughs> bless you um sorry that wasn't the vampire sneeze but <clears throat> zam the supreme being you mean no 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 um shit i'm sorry i've lost my train i saw you're going you're saying that they were telling her that she has limits, that she's wearing the yeah, chip. Yeah, they gave her the powers, but yeah, it's oh, not yeah, true. Yeah, but it's not true. She got it. Jesus, she, yes. she got she it from the the engine that she blew up, trying to keep it away from the Kree. Well, that's where she goes into having her amnesia. Doesn't matter what's going on. They gave her this chip. Not she. They know she's got this ridiculous power, yeah. and so they've minimized it by going, "Here's this cute little chip you get to wear. This is permanent. We could take your power away from you because we're dicks like that." And literally, it just sends like an electric shock into her system. Yeah. But when she, like, goes to see the Supreme Being for the last time and she basically confronts her and is like, you're the evil ones. You don't control me. I think you're scared of my power. I know that you don't control it. She, like, starts, like, Gokuing, going Super Saiyan out and, like, burns the chip. And then you just see this radiant glow start emanating from out of her. And then everyone, I could just, like, the audience, you could just see everyone, like, gasping, like, oh, fuck. She's about to, like, go Supernova. And, like, she didn't go Supernova, but she does go 
pretty well, I mean, she, she's, I mean, she's actually got full power. I told you she with, could control it. But she's not going binary yet. She's going to kill Thanos in one hit. Well, my only, my only, I was actually telling Garrett this. The only thing, and I realized maybe her, her intent was not to kill these Kree that she's fighting. Although now we know how that one dude lost half his face. <laughs> throw him into a turn, uh, whatever generator that he got chucked in. But she just keeps kind of, you know, fist pushing. fighting and pushing yeah. people where instead of going, you're not part of the group and blowing the insides out. She's like, eh, I'm going to push you over. I'm going to push you over until eventually they die. And I mean, maybe that's the point of it. She didn't want to be a killer. She just wants to kind of hindrance everybody. She's a hero. They don't kill. They do do that in a lot in this movie, though, where she'll start a fight, but and no fight ever ends. It just is like, I pushed you. Well, like when she shot the the scroll, she was point blank, could have blown Talos, is that his name? Yep. Uh, killed him when he was pretending to be the shield boss. At, she was, what, 10 feet away? He was dead. That was also when she had the inhibitor on her. I suppose. Maybe she maybe. Couldn't go yeah, full, she couldn't full blast When him. she took it off, then she blew apart ships. She blew apart chest, but she didn't kill people who she was two feet in front of. Sam Jackson's uh, de-aging uh, was fantastic. I thought he was great in this movie. He also acts young. I don't know how that's possible, but it, I rewatched Winter Soldier was on TV today, and it's he like is way different in Captain Marvel than he is in mm. that. It's the same person, but it's also like a very young. He's like more carefree. Same, yeah, like it more. almost reminds me of the Die Hard with Vengeance Sam Jackson. Yeah, where he's hey, Zeus. more. Uh, yeah, energetic, and he's also like uh, very comedic. He's very funny in this movie. I thought. Yeah, but this is before he's seen shit. I know that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Uh, there's a lot of throwbacks—not throwbacks, but hints towards feature things in this movie. Um, him seeing all the alien thing and saying, "Hey, we need to make uh, some sort of Avengers initiative." Uh, <laughs> okay, so that's initiative. one part that I thought was bullshit. It's like at the very end of the movie, they find out that her call sign is Carol Avengers Danvers, and so. Originally, it said we were. It was the like whatever the protector, he, the protector initiative, and he sees her picture and he starts nodding. He's like Avengers initiative. I was like, that is so phoned in. That's is so forced. well. I was going to ask Marvin, is that a legitimate thing? No. Your call sign? Yeah. Uh, here we go. I was going to look that up because because then, in all honesty, what, if it's real in the comics, fine. But still, it seems it, super it, forced, it and forced, it made yeah. me cringe. I was just like, fuck no. Uh, Why are you doing Carol Danvers is call sign. Is ass kicker. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> uh, let me search on this. Is it Lieutenant that. Danger? Like but I do want to. S- uh, going back, while well, I look this up here, um, you know who I was excited to see, and I don't know, I don't remember what her superhero name was, but Maria's daughter Monica. Yeah, uh, Monica Rambo. Do you remember what her what she grows up to be? Um, is her name Spectrum? Spectrum is what I thought it was. Cheeseburger, sp- huh? Is her call sign? Cheeseburger. Yeah. Okay. Because she throws up during flight training. You know what I want? That's what I want the oh, yeah, Avengers yeah. Initiative to be. I heard that. Someone <laughs> the said cheeseburger initiative. So it is a retcon. But, um, Bullshit. Before you get there, because I do want to talk about that for a while. There were little hints uh, for future things like this ship that they steal becomes the uh, basis for a lot of shield ships, in the, like the mm-hmm. Quinjet and stuff like that. So that was cool. I did see that and how Sam Jackson at first, like he's, he's definitely more sure of himself now as Nick Fury. And back then, he's like, what is this? Like, it's supposed to rattle like this. He doesn't know anything, right? Mm. Um, and all this is weird to him. So I just thought, what a way. Like, it blew me away because I was like, okay, he's going to be in this movie. They're going to de-age him, but it's going to be Sam Jackson as Sam Jackson, as we've seen in all these movies. But he definitely acted the hell out of this movie to be like, I'm going to be the Sam Jackson who's young and naive. 20 years and ago. Doesn't know. Like, he acted at his age, which really did surprise me because... Um, 
I don't know why. I didn't. I didn't know why. Alex Hedgeson is a great actor, but I, mm-hmm. for some reason, was like, okay, he's just going to phone this in. But he didn't. He obviously <laughs> loves being this character. But it's yeah. a it's a weird thing to see an actor actually do instead of still be themselves. He literally did choose to be. Like, I want to be twenty years younger. I want to be what nineteen ninety five would have been ninety five. Um, I think the the makeup art had to be but good, or maybe or, or maybe he literally got his eye cut open. Because when they get in the car crash after he finally sees the first scrawl and kills that first scrawl and covers him up, and he's got a cut on his eye, but there's blood in his eye, whether that's literally his blood because they've literally crashed him into something <laughs> or his makeup. Yeah, it's got to be. Oh, I think I think that blood in his eye had to be legitimate. Or, I mean, the makeup had uh, to run in his eye. I think they're going to blind somebody to get fake blood in his hey, eye. Hey, you don't know. He might be a method actor. He used to be in wrestling, maybe. He's like, I'm going to get my eye open quick. Okay, let's do this. I, so it looks good. By like, seeing him be DH like that, brought up a lot of questions for me, and it kind of, uh, uh, it's not the movie's fault, it's my fault, but when I first saw him, like, uh, after you saw him for a little bit, I was looking at it being like, man, all these actors who they say they're too old to play these characters anymore can basically use this technology to go back to their heyday and yeah. be who they used to be and make people right. movies. Like, for instance, uh, Pierce Bronson, if he wants to be 007 again, just DH his ass. He well, they did that with, like, uh, Kurt Russell and Guardians. Like, when they had those flashback yeah. scenes, they Kurt did the Russell. same thing. You can bring yeah. him back. Escape like, if you want to make York, a sequel to a movie from before, yeah. just DH the guy. I right. mean, obviously, it probably costs millions of dollars. But if you're Disney, I mean, who gives a fuck? Because uh, I know that Martin Scorsese is having a movie that comes out on Netflix where Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are going to DH to be in that movie. They are? Yeah. To oh, be. I didn't know that. And uh, it does cost a lot of money. I think it, About Joe Pesci. I don't know if he's going to be in that movie. Actually, no, he is he in that is, movie. Yeah, yeah. Movie. I don't know if he's going to be DH, though. I know those two, they said, are going to be DH'd. Oh. But um, it does bring up an interesting aspect of acting now. Like, when you get old, does it mean that you can't play those characters anymore? If they really do want that person, they could DH them, which yeah. blew my mind. I was like, oh, because I expected it to look really bad. Yeah. Because we've seen in the past, like, they try to do it. We go back to uh, the first instance where I saw it was probably Tron Legacy. Jeff uh, uh, Bridges. Uh, yeah. It looked really fake. Hey, I thought that looked better than Civil War Tony Stark. Like, that haven't looked better. Tony you think? Stark. I don't know. Like I think his each body one's been a little bit like... Each one's been a little bit set, but that first trial, you can see, it looked like a CGI character. Yeah. And now it actually looks like Sam Jackson. Right, that's like true. Like, before... You, but even that Tony Stark, you could tell it was fake. Yeah. This, I'm just like... I, the whole time, oh, I was you, like... When he was a It looks so real. Yeah, and his uh, little simulation That's thing. right. Um, and this one, I was like, did they... Like, is this makeup? Like, right. you can't tell. It's of Clark, uh, Greg uh, Colson. Yeah, that you did not tell. look good. <laughs> yeah. His hair was, like, all messed up, and his suit even, like, from looked his eyes too up. big on him. From his eyes up, they hey, messed up. Hey, it's still better than Superman JLA, or Justice League. Yeah, I mean, that mustache, so. Well, yeah, I mean, that was... And they spent a lot of money thing. on that, and they <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Just let him keep the mustache. I think anyway. that's the biggest thing. It's, like... Maybe they wanted to get super right in this movie, and they were like, hey, check this. We, the whole, whole face, the whole movie, you can do a mustache. Yeah. They should have said his whole face in that movie. I know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, what you're saying, uh, Monica. Oh, I was just saying, what I mean, we the guys and I had talked about it prior that, oh, Monica could be uh, Ironheart, which isn't true. She actually is a different she's character. Photon, yeah. Fo- uh, uh, what, proton. Photon, Pulsar, or now yeah. she's called Spectrum when she, she's in Ultimate. she did call herself uh, Captain Marvel for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. until she realized there was Captain Marvel and she took it back. Oh, but she was in that Ultimates book we read for a little bit. She was in that. Um, I think she was, She definitely was in Avengers, John Hickman's Avengers. Yep. And I don't know why I totally forgot about the character. Like, Raspberry came home and was like, man, I feel like she's going to be this character. And I was like, oh, wait, no, she is somebody already. Because her mom's call sign, Mon- uh, Monica, uh, Maria. Maria's call sign is uh, Photon uh, in the movie. So I was like, and she's like, hey, uh, will you come back one day? And uh, no, she goes, I'll be back one day. She goes, what if I meet you halfway? The little girl says. Yeah, right. Monica. And that's kind of a 
maybe now when we get to Endgame, maybe she'll show up too. Because be I was thinking, because what we were talking about last week, what happens after Endgame? And there have been all these rumors about younger superheroes, like bringing a new batch of superheroes into it. So they set it up in this movie to be her. So well, they um, also got the girl from 13 Reasons Why who's younger coming in. I still think Harley from Iron Man 3 is coming in. Maybe. 13 Reasons Why? What are you talking about? That girl. actress, she's going to be in Endgame. Oh, she is? Yeah. Mm. Who's she going to play, you think? Kate? I think Kate Bishop is who I have my money on. Mm, but that'd be nice. Not, not for uh, sure. So let's just say we can get into young, not necessarily young Avengers, but we can do a new no, set No, the rumor is young Avengers. Yeah, oh, it's really? like, well, Spider-Man, I mean, like, to keep everything relevant and exciting and fun, you can't just be like, hey, let's keep following these people that are clearly getting old and don't want to do this anymore. So you need to do one of two things. You recast them all, which nobody's going to like at this point because there's right. been so many moves with them. Or you kill them off, you move on. Right. Like, if you think about James Bond, like, that character has been around forever. They just recast him. Right. Which is okay because, I mean, he's pretty, he looks the same. Right? You get somebody mm. new in that place, it's fine. But Robert Darren Jr. made that character. Yeah. Right? At this point, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Well, it's like Hugh Jackman Wolverine, too. You, you, yeah, you if whoever was Wolverine, everyone's going to be pissed. Yep. So, I think at this point, if there's so many characters, and this is what I was saying about Suicide Squad. There's so many characters, just move on. Right. Make a new character. Guess I mean, what? obviously, keep the few that you still need seconds or thirds from Black Panther. Maybe you have a full Captain like Marvel. plan to do like 30, 40 years of these movies, and then you restart when all yeah. the people who knew them as old people are, are gone dead. and their kids can watch and you, <laughs> you know, are dead. And, well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to be here in 40 years. I mean, I'll have my, my possibly brain up to the computer. Oh, I know I'll be around in 40 years. I'll be dead. <laughs> this guy, what, because he's 12. So, well, hey, man. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Um, <laughs> we were. <clears throat> I really did enjoy it. It was, I feel like I'm missing something. Um, I thought it was just fun. Uh, Goose is a fun character in the movie. Uh, oh, you know. Oh, we didn't talk about the Tesseract. Tesseract shows up. Yeah. Um, and actually, that, was, that was the fuel source of the engine. And so the engine got blown up and obviously not the Tesseract. The Tesseract was the power source of that engine. And that's pretty cool because like, you know, if you think about everything in the past, like with Captain America and, and with now this movie, the Tesseract has a huge deal going even into Avengers um, so it's just nuts that, you know, we're basically going back to a phase one timeline where the Tesseract, we still don't know a lot about it, but it's so is Carol super has important. the Tesseract power within her when she shows up and Thanos glove is, uh, the, now the gem. Does it want to be with her? Cause she's oh. part of it. Or maybe she can defeat it. Cause like, it's like, like for like energy, just kind of like vision could, or like Scarlet Witch could destroy the mind gem mind gem yeah something like that breaks it because you're getting the same now he's down one right no more uh which one's that reality no No. reality was right that was space 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 then he can't move yeah so i'm definitely excited to see where this goes this is a movie if you are curious do i need to see this to see the next movie obviously not it's a prequel but i do think it is great and you should go watch it there, I don't know. There, like this was that kind of buddy cop movie. This did feel like a '90s movie almost. That's the thing. The thing that surprised me the most. This does feel like a '90s movie. Yeah, it does. Um, if you love '90s movie, this movie's for you. But there, there were things that I actually really enjoyed, and things that they laid down. Like there's the car ride between uh, Fury and Captain Marvel, and they're having a conversation. She goes, "What does your mom call you, Fury? What are your kids going to call you, Fury? Like no one's called me Nick. No one calls me Nicholas. No one calls me Joseph. Da 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 da." da. Fury is what I'm called. Well, and that's so when they're, yeah, so when they're in the elevator and the you find out that Talos, the boss scroll, has now infiltrated Shield, is now being the whatever the big boss man's name was, is in the elevator. And he goes, Well, Nicholas, go go do your thing. 
Well, we've already had the conversation of no one calls me that. That is not my name. Right. And so he goes, I'm going to get off on five. You get off on six. I'll well, meet we'll you do later. What, we'll right. do what we did in Havana, he says. Yep. And he goes, yeah, like Havana. He's like, eh, no, that's yeah, not real. There. Neither of those were Which right. Which is funny because don't they find Bruce Banner in Havana? Where uh, do they find him at? I can't remember. No, I think uh, uh, Rio de Janeiro. I that's where he was at the end of Incredible Hulk. He was okay. in Rio. Okay. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't know Canada. if he moved again. I think he was in Rio when he um, was working when they go to oh, catch yeah, him the first time. Oh, yeah, the soda. The soda machines. Yep. Um, uh, the mid-credit scene, you know, leading up to Endgame. Basically, she they shows find... Up. Well, they find his, the pager, the cosmic pager, and... The Avengers do. That's Avengers, who they sorry. is. Sorry. Uh, Captain America, Black Widow. Hulk. Or Hulk, Bruce Banner. Bruce anyways. Banner and... Rhodey. Rhodey. Yeah. So they find it, and then for some reason it stops giving off a signal. They're thinking, oh, it must not work. Let's like reboot it, whatever. But it turns out the whole reason it shut off is because Captain Marvel's she there with them. To it. Yeah. So she's there. Where's Fury? Right. They're like, basically, like, we need to figure out who sent this. They turn around. She's right there. Holy she's, shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where's Fury? Crap like, break. <laughs> I really love that because I think that'll be exciting in Endgame. She's already there. She might have a, it'll be kind of cool to see her perspective on the situation, like asking some questions, like right when she gets there. Which is going to catch the audience off going into the movie. They might not do that, but I feel like it's going to be like, oh, so we're fighting this big purple alien because why? And like all these things. I think that's a good entry level for people that need it. I think the one thing is that I would assume, depending, I mean, this has been, what, 1995? However long she has been gone, I guess, providing this movie takes place in the current day. I think it does. 2018, 2019. So what is that, 20 years? So 20 years later. I'm sure she's heard of Thanos within her trips. Yeah. And not not necessarily that she's showing up because he's got the Infinity Gauntlet. She's showing up because she was paged, and that was the deal that she made with Fury. But I'm sure she knows who she's going up against. Going, oh, he finally got his damn gauntlet ready. Let's do this. But I think my thing is that I don't think she is going to be left behind. I think she's going to be fairly caught up on what's going on. She just needs to know who's gone and where's Thanos now. There's definitely some questions she has to answer, like where were you when all the shit was going down? You're supposed to be a protector of the universe, and uh, you didn't hear this guy was. Going through the universe, killing everybody. And, and then they're going to fight her, and then she's going to beat the shit out of everybody. Well, I feel like she went through time and a different dimension, because <laughs> there's no way that she's 20 years older. So I feel like what maybe felt to her like a Why? couple of years. You get that Tesseract, and you don't age. Yeah, but I guess she would be an immortal, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Live forever. Yes. But, I mean, I feel like there's going to be Same. some kind of time thing. Like, you don't just disappear for 20 years and not look a single thing different. Like, I bet she she's had to go through a black, black hole. hole or something. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, something like that. And she's fast. I mean, she's however fast she had to be going. She's you don't know, you know, ask that question about Captain America. Because he got froze. Because that dude's got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> he got frozen. Froze all his cells. They say it in Captain America. Uh, in Winter Soldier. That's what happened what to Bucky. Four? Yeah. He's been alive for years. Well, he's a yeah, god. He's a, yeah, he's, he is yeah. immortal. She is too. Tesseract. Well, the Tesseract's not a god. I just gave her powers. I was curious for a while. So they broke the, they broke the Tesseract into the Infinity Stone. And I thought that was going to be a hint that this actually isn't the Cosmic Cube, like uh, that they renamed it for the movie, that there actually is a Cosmic Cube. So when we saw in this movie, I was going to be like, okay, that's the real Cosmic Cube. But then they called it the Tesseract. And I was like, oh, okay. You, so know, you know, I read something interesting about that. When Joss Whedon had introduced that in the script, he didn't intend for it to be an Infinity Stone right away. Um, they didn't do that until Age of Ultron, that they made that be an Infinity Stone. Hmm. So. I don't like the name Tesseract. Cosmic Cube. Yeah. I don't like Infinity Stones. Gems. I was saying, but they change wow. a lot of names. I don't like Alex. Alexander. 
<laughs> no, that was never real. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. Like, I, I can't wait to see how she interacts with all the other heroes. I think it'll be a. Fu- I think she'll add a lot to the next movie. I think what blows my mind is that we are just slightly over a month away from Endgame, and I'm just going, "Holy shit!" April 26th is going to get here way faster. Or 25th or whenever we end up going to this movie. Um, one, I am I am so amped to see this, and I think I'm almost nervous because I mean, this is this is the movie where I thought Infinity War was going to be the things happen right and this is gonna be the movie where you're dead well and here yeah the thing is like we didn't know if they could pull off infinity war they did with flying colors and you kind of get that same nervousness again it's like can't like you know how we say if a creators can land the ending i mean that wasn't the ending this is the this ending is the of phase three of almost half the character story arcs like we're getting brand new characters and i like our core four i'm pretty sure none except maybe hulk and thor probably not even that i don't think so i'm I'm thinking this has got to be it's not gonna clean slate everybody no 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 everybody's dead but i think i mean obviously black panther's not gonna be going away spider-man won't be going away captain marvel i can't imagine you're gonna kill her off after you've done only a movie and a half with her right i don't think hulk i think captain america thor iron man yeah those three black widow no she's gonna do a movie oh yeah i guess she's gonna die but no, I thought it's going to be her when she's younger. This is an Emma Watson trying to get eye for that role. I, don't know. I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, I just I'll knew she was out. supposed to get a movie. Emma, what's your fascination with these people becoming superheroes? These Harry Potter folks. What are you talking about? That's you the said only Daniel one. Rankle. Oh, was Emma Watson's Wolverine. Emma that was an article I read. He said <laughs> someone approached him on it, and he was like, I don't know, I wouldn't turn down. Uh, I mean, he's got to do something else. You to, just want to see Daniel and Emma hook up again. Wolverine what? and Blackwood. They were just best Ew, friends. I don't know if I want him to be <laughs> Wolverine. No, uh, but I don't know. I think Emma Watson could pull off like a young Black Widow, like first getting into like the Red Room and things like but that. But she so. can't be English. She what? needs to have an American accent. She has an American accent, accent in uh, that bling ring. Hey, bud, it's called acting. But I've seen Beauty and the Beast well, she's where British. she's in a French town and she's doing an English accent. She's English in that movie. But she's from France. In the she's cartoon, in town. the cartoon, she doesn't even have a French accent. She has an American accent. That where's, doesn't bother me where's as your, much. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, where's your objections? Yeah, because, because, the only, because only one, you just don't like Harry Potter. Only one song do they ever talk about being Frenchman, and she's not even part of the song. She's it's the mob song where they're going to kill the beast. Because she moved there, you got to call it against her. But we're talking about immigrants in this movie too. I think she. I think Refugees. her mom died in Paris. She's still French. So I was anyway. That's, that's not about uh, this movie was fun. I'm ready to see the next. I'm very curious because I think, in terms of Avengers, not Spider Man, but in terms of Marvel movies, we really don't know what's happening after Endgame, especially right. with the main people. So I think they get into that um, probably at the Disney Expo, which I think is like in May or something like that. Oh, good. After, so after the movie is coming out, after the movie, so we might see the next phase. What phase are we on? Four. Four. This is the end of three. Yep, so four will be starting with Spider-Man. So phase four, we might see more roadmap of that. Black Panther 2 and all this stuff. Hey, what's the perfect way to end phase four? With the Fantastic Four? Anybody? What do you think of that? (laughs) They said that you probably wouldn't see anything with them for a good couple years. Yeah. But I think that's smoke. Yeah, for sure. Because they also said the same thing about, who was it? Ah, damn. Well, first off, we got Scrolls, And they said they couldn't get Scrolls because it was owned by... uh, um, Fox. But they got it and they put him in like right away. Yeah. So I mean and Spider-Man too. Remember they got yeah. it and put him in right away. Well, I saw an article that their the Fox ownership takeover is is coming in waves. They don't get everything right away. So I'm sure they're just waiting for that load bar to get past Fantastic Four. They're I mean, like, write the fucking script. They don't even have to show movie. up. Like, they oh. don't even have to show up. They could do what they did at the end of uh, Infinity War, how they show the Captain Marvel logo. 
Yeah. At the end of that, they can be like when that they're buys you a year. Do a fiery four that just comes out of somewhere. Right. <clears throat> Where you just see, yeah, you see a Fantastic Four and X Men logo. Oh, then I would say I want to hear. I want to see the fire, and then you go, "Holy shit!" I think a fun bit would be <laughs> like they're building the Baxter Building, like yeah. right next to the Avengers Tower, but it's like almost taller than the Avengers Tower. <laughs> uh, what? So overall, what do you guys say? Uh, go see it. Oh, I'd say yeah. see this movie. I think when I was at Spoiler Free, I was at an eight. I would say nine, actually. I'm changing it. It it is a really fun movie. You know, Marvel formula with a twist. It's enjoyable, and I want to go back and watch it. Like I think I enjoyed it that much. I think there was just a lot of new content, and I just can't wait to see how she interacts with the rest of the Avengers. Well, I say I think that's part of it. It was kind of like when Spider-Man was in Civil War. I just wanted to see a Spider-Man movie and see how he was on his own. Does he stand as a good character? Not Spider-Man, but Tom Holland being Spider-Man. <coughs> I uh, This was a fun, fun movie. I, actually, I'd probably agree. Up, up it to a nine. I want to see this with my wife again. Enjoy this movie. This is just kind of a fun, a fun run through the meadow. You're on the beach. You're having a good time. Um, if you've got a free time, go see this movie. If you're going to go see Endgame, see this movie. Get an idea of what this character is. Because much like for Garen and I, I had no idea what this character was. And now I list them like, okay, one, what a great actress to have. She's a very good actress, very good at what she's doing. And uh, go see her kick some Can ass. I say also, because uh, Garrett brought up uh, at the beginning in the non-spoiler one, that there's some pushback against this movie from certain individuals. Uh, because they think it's too geared towards women, and uh, like they're like, where's this movie should be universal? None of those other movies are universal. They're geared towards men. Right. So like to have one movie where you have a story basically of a of a, a female character who keeps being told she's not good enough. You're in the wrong field. Like you shouldn't be here, and she keeps getting knocked down, and they keep laughing her, but she gets up. Like that's why she is Captain Marvel it's because she doesn't stay down. She always gets back up, and she is. That's a '90s song, isn't it? Huh? I get knocked down and I get up again. Uh, yeah. You know, we're going to keep me down. Chabawamba. And uh, she doesn't say, she doesn't listen to the answer no. She doesn't, mm-hmm. she plays by her own rules. To have a character like that, to be a strong female character like that, that's what they're against. And it's nothing against this movie. I don't think it was heavy handed at all. I think right. it was fairly uh, even handed. Like the people, like there's no guys in this movie where I'm like, oh, they're all weak. Like Ben Mendelsohn's character is a strong character in this movie. Right. It, it wasn't against, it wasn't like, Oh, guys are weak in this movie. There definitely were toxic uh, guys in this movie, especially the guys she dealt with in the Air Force. But it didn't seem like it was out of place. It didn't no. seem like they just put it in the movie for no reason. It just seemed like that's... I mean, if you've listened to any kind of uh, female telling any kind of stories, they've experienced that. So, yeah. But that's what I want to see in the world we live in now is I want to see strong women. And this, Carol Danvers is oh, a strong woman. Yeah. Uh, Not I, with just her power, but just her personality is strong. And that's you, what we need to be When showing. you brought that up, Marvin, I flash back to when she is powering up and breaking the chip on her neck. They do those flashbacks. They show her falling down. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps right now. That they show her falling down, yeah, falling yeah, down, good. falling down. And then each time in like different periods of her life, when she's a kid, when she's in boot camp, all that, she's standing that, up. And it's like, prior to that, yeah. when she's trying to figure out who she is, she just keeps seeing her failures and never seeing her. And then when she finally believes in herself, and she breaks it off. That's when she sees herself stabbing up. She goes, because uh, I think the, uh, what do you call it? The shit, the AI, what's it Supreme called? Supreme being. Supreme being was like, you don't deserve these powers. Like, you're not capable of them. And she's like, yeah, I am. And she stands up. Um, and she finally sees throughout her life that's who she's been. And like, who she really is is that she stands up uh, for the right reasons. And she does it here. I thought that was a great moment, too. Uh, that was amazing. I got chills. <clears throat> uh, Wednesday Comic 605 at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about uh, Captain Marvel in theaters now. 
Oh, Jesus. What about this, Alex? Is that the score? Yeah, but it's a fake version. Let me find the oh. real one here. I, 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 yeah. I thought maybe that would be the real one, but these guys... The these. score was incredible, too. Well, oh, no, I, that, was, that was something else. I know, but you I just brought that up, though. The score was so good. <coughs> so, yeah, tickle my throat. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Matt's playing right now. Wow. Um, On X-Men. Dun, 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 dun. Is this what you expect to see at the end of Avengers Endgame? I'll play in the background. With that, and then in the back, you see the floor coming up. Get all t- both teams. Find spin. us on Twitter at Wednesday Comics, at Alex Pistrello, at Garot2188, at Marvin underscore Saguero, Facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics Podcast. Yeah. I actually play this song to help calm my daughter down. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Uh, YouTube, find us on YouTube. Search for Wednesday Comics. You 605-215-1849. Drop us a voicemail what you thought about the movie. Very interested to hear the perspective out there. Uh, it's generally uh, positive I'm seeing, except from the individuals I mentioned before. Uh, it right now is um, doing great at the box office, which is good. Uh, Brie Larson is a great actress, so I like to see her in more of these movies. And... You know what's great about what I was thinking about today? Because I saw Anthony, uh, Anthony Mackie as Falcon in Captain Mar- uh, America, Winter Soldier. That's the first mm-hmm. time he's in one of these movies. And I like that these actors get to be in these movies to make a little change. And then they can go do the movies that show off their acting abilities. Not that they're not bad in these, not good in these movies. But I'm saying uh, they make a little money. So um, we got a book club. Wednesday Comics, League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents Criminal Volume 1. That is Ed Rubaker, Sean Phillips, and Val Staples on Colors. Ed Rubaker, by the way, show, I saw him in uh, Winter Soldier. He's one of the, he's a cameo. And also in Captain Marvel, a uh, cameo by Kelly Sue DeConnick. Who, where, where, each one There was a scene where she's walking through a crowd. I think it's when she first drops in 95 on the by the uh, subway or the train station. Oh, okay. And some girl with red hair. When she fire. runs into her. And that's Kelly, yeah. Okay. And I think maybe also Jamie McElvich, I saw him too, right after that. Um, I'll have to confirm that. I know I know it was Kelly. Kelly's very unique. I, when I saw her, I was like, that's her. Oh, Stanley cameo. Stanley. Cool. And the opening was a Stanley remembrance. That was really special. Uh, Stanley cool. plays himself for once, yeah. which is kind of weird. So I guess he exists in this universe for, for what? What's he famous for? He's a watcher. What's he famous for? Um, He's a watcher in the other ones, but not this one. He's practicing his lines for Mallrats. Oh, yeah. Which... But then what's he famous for? Making these characters? Who knows? It's a little uh, <laughs> loop there. Roots of the Swamp Thing.com, your definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. Speaking of Swamp Thing, was on that ship going to Mars to fight uh, Dr. Manhattan. There's no plant life there. I don't know why he was going. And uh, <laughs> you think he'd be weak on that planet. There's no oxygen. How are any of them breathing? What's he going to do? Oh, they made that, that, that thing. Oh, that's right. right. The Greenland. But what's, what's Swamp Thing going to do? There's no plants there. <laughs> yeah. John Liz, no. What's Swamp Thing water. Gonna, What's he going to do on Mars? Yeah, use the water that they. Maybe they all put like a little bit of plant. Maybe someone's smoking. I. Got it. Constantine has tobacco in his mouth. Who <laughs> needs that? Grow uh, this. Roots of Swamp your definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. Get familiar with them. Hollow Files Volume 3 now out. At uh, DC World Swampy on Twitter or at Facebook.com slash Roots of the Swamp Thing. Hey, guys. Uh, good movie. Excited. We're in that season now. This is the first one. To, it broke the seal, to, uh, so to say. Now we got Shazam. Now we got Endgame. We got Spider-Man. You know Hellboy? something? You know something that was uh, very, very shocking to me, and it was a nice surprise. Is you know that Cinemark Movie Club? Yeah, I forgot that I subscribed to that thing a couple months ago. I got a free movie in there, so I can go Damn, see a movie. Dude. So uh, you have Marvel again? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll save. But thinking about saving it for Avengers, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go see that thing a couple times. Oh yeah, there you go. 
dude, this this year, by the way, is going to bankrupt me with these movies. Oh, there's so many good movies coming out. Avengers, Spider-Man, Shazam. There's a Star Wars movie coming out, right? There's the Lion King movie coming out. Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Don't need to see it. <laughs> I told like, Garrett uh, jokingly after the movie, I go, you know what the best part of that Captain Marvel movie was? That Dark Phoenix saga. Oh, trailer record for it. Yeah, just because Jennifer Lawrence keeps getting lighter shades of blue, but her forehead keeps getting darker shades of black. So she's got a tumor on her forehead. Um, what so else comes out? There's a lot of stuff. Disney, by the way, is going to make back their money. They have tons of movies coming out this year. They own everything, by the way. I think they, like, I heard they're trying to put a lot of sequels to movies in So now, so when they launch their streaming service. Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin. Maleficent 2. She didn't die in the first one. I don't know. I never, saw <laughs> I never saw it. Never saw it. By the way, uh, I was thinking about actually this theme the other day because there was a conference at work where they were picking intro music, and uh, I saw the list of music and I thought, what would I pick? You think I would pick this? <laughs> <laughs> would they know? Also, Some might. <laughs> I'm just picturing you walking into a room to the song now. I mean, it is pretty badass. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Can you imagine these? Like, Alex is going to have a heart attack in that theater if suddenly he hears this and Wolverine shows up. Holy shit. In his costume? You don't even need an actor to show up. Like, let's say they got Wolverine rights already. That's the only thing they have, right? At the end of Avengers, the final scene is you just see, uh, you know, Rhodey, Falcon, a bunch of them, a bunch of the guys after everything's happened going to uh, a bar afterwards. They're sitting there talking about things. And then all of a sudden... uh, you just see a guy pick up the mug and go over hey, and Bob. says, hey, Bubs, we got to talk. And you're like, what? what Smoking a cigar. Yeah. You don't see his face. Actually, you just see a silhouette. Hot dog. Then Alex, I was like, look at Alex and he's like, Alex, you okay? He's dead. He's already dead by that point. We oh, all know man. that. Dude, someday, I mean, they obviously started way too late. We could get like an Avengers vs. X-Men movie. That'd be insane. It could happen. 20 years from now. We're not going to get a secret Avenger, uh, invasion movie, I guess. But you know what we could get? There are bad scrolls out there. Dark Avengers. Still yeah. a possibility. Yeah. Still a possibility. Get Norman Osborn right and bring him in. Boom. Norman, gonna get Norman right. That's get you've got William our... Defoe. Yeah. Bring him in again. You could do it. Did you ever see that first costume for Goblin? No. I should show you. It's way better. With the concept art. Yeah. It's his suit rather than. No, they actually having... they fully make it. They. You ever seen the video? Uh-uh. They fully made it, but then they thought they couldn't sell those toys, so they made him kind of. The uh, robot suit, instead, Ranger. because they thought I could sell those. And toys they better. still sell Spider-Man animated series toys that have him in that costume. Oh, you, know, you know what they say: Goblin today, Gob tomorrow. My name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey everyone, keep turning those pages. <laughs> <laughs>